Okay. All right. We'll talk in a bit. I'll, I'll throw a break in. All right. Hi, Internet. My name is Todd. We're going to play some Dungeons. Whoa, hold on. That, that's like weird. I mean, Christmas music? Is that it sounds like it's called Unholy Night by Kevin MacLeod. Kind of reminds me of something that would play on Die Hard. Anyway, um, uh, uh, hi, everybody. We are back. We're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Todd. I'm going to be the DM. And I got a whole table full, virtual table full of people that I can't really hear when I'm talking. So I'm going to shut up and meet them. Hey, everybody. You're on. Hello. All right. Unique New York. Uh, all right. So we're going to do some Dungeons and Dragons tonight. The whole party uh, will do a recap. One thing I want to remind everybody here and also anybody watching at home is to come and uh, if you're joining us live on Tuesday at 9, uh, you can spend some plot points with us. So plot points are uh, where you get an idea in the middle of a game and be like, wouldn't it be cool if suddenly uh, Donnie's hat turned into uh, a, a flump creature that just floated away? Then you would spend a plot point and that would just kind of happen in game. It couldn't be an insta-death but it could definitely complicate people's lives, make their lives interesting and dangerous, and uh, more funny. More more funny. That's the main goal. Um, so anyway, uh, so that's plot points. And internet, you get to spend them too. Dun, dun, dun. I wish I had sound effects. I'm still rebuilding my system, so it's not quite where it should be. But anyway, whatever. Um, so let's go around the horn. We'll meet everybody again, uh, hear who they are playing, and then we will dive in with a recap and then the game itself so i'm gonna shut up now and oh i forgot to ask table i forgot to ask um who wanted to do the recap okay you guys think about it and and i'll roll a dice how's that sound <laughs> <laughs> all right so well, in the meantime recap we fought a thing and it died that's that's it that's everything that happened we did it <laughs> there you go. That's pretty damn accurate, actually. That that kind of works. I mean, honestly, I think it was a great session. There was a lot of stuff that happened that was during the combat, which was cool. But if you want to sum up, that's how you sum it up. There you go. And yeah, everybody crazy. leveled up. Can, can you do it as a three-year-old? <laughs> then I'd have to remember every round of combat. <laughs> and, then and then they attacked. And then, and then the next guy attacked. Um... <laughs> And then, and then they hit the ground, and everyone fell down. And then, oh, and then they attacked. And they hit them with the sword. And then they that was the safe. cool part. The stars are cool. <laughs> RC, cool. that was actually that, frightening. How close to a three-year-old that yeah, sounded. That was pretty. Oh, legit. and then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the back You're forgetting the, the part where Gex rode the worm. It's true. Yeah. Which I think oh, honestly that part. No, no, but, but before that, no, but before that there was a thing that I forgot to mention that you, you I think honestly that should have been a contender for the episode name as uh, Gex rides the worm. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's good. You know. mm -hmm. But uh, I forget mm -hmm. what it was now. It's something about a sphincter. Anyway, um so we'll go around and <laughs> we'll meet all the characters and the people and then we'll dive in. Uh so let's start with the let's start with first last one in first one uh going so matt tell us who you're playing today <laughs> i am playing balin of clan iron year Ooh, iron year 
Iron Eater. Oh, Iron Eater. <laughs> I I heard Iron but I I see it now in writing. All right, and so you're being you're playing a dwarf, and what class are you? I actually didn't even put that on the character sheet, on the card. Technically, I am a wizard. A I think I am. I think I'm a wizard, Harry. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, all right, let me just. Oh, internet! It always. Um, sorry, I'm wearing like eight hats. During Where's the break my last time? Oh yeah. I thought I I was asking Matt if Balin was a cleric because I'm so used to seeing dwarven clerics and. Clerics get so a weird array of spells. It just felt like, yeah, probably. It's probably a thing. I mean, there are but, clerics uh, with burning hands. Like, that's a real thing. Right? Yeah. Right? Really? And, like, Forge Cleric would hit the bill of the, like, caring about crafting and stuff really well. And Forge and Fire. I, I could see it. I don't know. No, the I like the fact whole, that he's... he's the whole like, loadout of Forge or anything, but, yeah. There's not enough Dwarven Wizards. There should be. They're so long. I know. Late. I like it. I, I weigh. I much prefer them as a wizard. I just uh, that was my guess because I yeah. didn't know last session either. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for that to to kind of pop up. All right. So thank you, Matt. Uh, we'll jump up to Bella, who is currently under attack by a creature of some kind. Uh, hey, Bella. Oh, she is feisty, and she's attacking my dog too. Did like. There's going to be a little fight over in my left corner here, so... Hey, kitty cat. I don't know. Roll for initiative. <laughs> she is saucy. To... She just kicked the dog out of his bed. Oh. Oh, oh no. my God, she's saucy. Anyway, hi. I'm Bella. <laughs> I'm Bella with the saucy cat Onyx, and uh, I am it's a playing Isold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's my familiar, and she, you know, she's a bit of a jerk. Um, I mean, if but, you want a familiar, uh, I can make that happen. I'm just saying. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if Blood Hunters. I think Blood Hunters should have familiars. Damn it, you know. Honestly, if Mr. Mercer out there wants to update the class. I'm just saying, no. but uh, yeah, no, I'm playing uh, Isold, who is a very green, um, which is kind of weird at level nine to think that she's still pretty green. What you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> but that's this is how the she, world that we live in. <laughs> she's developed that way, and so I'm gonna keep playing her that way. I mean, that is um, the definition of imposter syndrome, right there. I, yeah, I mean, she so, thinks she's green. Yeah, that's all it takes. Just have a little. No, faith. I, think I think she I think is. Todd, your D and D setting is that level nine is still a newbie. That's what you've you've created that setting. <laughs> I have to up my game. Holy crap! All right, it's canon. I mean, uh, you know, Peter Parker gets all his powers right away. It still takes him all to figure out how to be Spider Man, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, purple worms for everybody. They'll be as common as goblins. All right, uh, let's go around and meet Darcy and uh, and Darcy's character. Hi everyone, I'm Darcy. Find me twitch.tv slash DarcyBits. I use they, them pronouns. And I'm playing Empty Wisdom, the monk seeing the wide world for the first time, who occasionally maybe gets possessed by her own astral spirit. I don't really know. We'll figure it out as we go. I'm having a fun time playing the duality of this character, uh, which isn't something I like really thought of 
at session one, but like halfway through session one, I was like, no, I think I think I think the astral self is a separate entity, and we'll see what happens. Nice. Or maybe it's just some really deep-rooted feelings. Who's to say? But it's a very fun way of going. Hey, I usually don't play very combat-oriented characters because I don't want to play a character who only cares about combat. But if I have this duality, I can have this like mode switch, and that feels really good. I'm really enjoying that. <laughs> Initiate combat mode. <laughs> yes. Nice. Like, like she just like passes out and then fights and then she wakes up and she's like, what happened? It's great. I love nice. it. Nice. I love it. All right. <laughs> let's jump over to Donnie next because last time I skipped you and I'm terribly, I'm, I still wake. See, this is my personality. I'll, I'll, I'll it up a little bit like that. And then I will have no fear. I will berate myself for weeks if I do something social wrong. That's just my own personal um, edges and flaws. But anyway, so here's Donnie with a very important character update. Go! I am Ashina. I am kind of human, but you'll see a blue hue around me. Um, and I'm a druid. I love woodlands and animals. Nice. All right. Thank you. He's blue. Dabudi, Dabudai. I'm glad somebody else... Got that terrible joke of mine. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Let's jump on down to uh, Steve in the corner because he's uh, he's busy. I can see he's updating his character right now, I think. No. That's Writing an ad. Oh, oh. Yeah, you got to get the commercials ready to go. You know, Absolutely. He's also our copywriter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Writer of copy. We don't know. Yeah, this this week's sponsor is ready to go, so you know we could we could change it up and have it at the beginning for once. But uh, yeah, Gex Techford still here, still alive, still old. <laughs> yeah. Not what else can you say? He's just uh, somewhat of a patriarch to some, somewhat of a rascal to others. Nice. Enjoys adventuring. A patriarchal. days go by. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now sporting, about the character. His, I'm just kidding. <laughs> sporting his freshly tailored T-Rex skin armor. Oh, Love that's right. That's right. He's dressed to impress. Now the only problem with T-Rex armor is it's sleeveless. <laughs> sure. They don't make it with arms. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Uh, all right, I'll be here all week. Oh, speaking of somebody who's not here because of jokes, although his jokes are probably much better than mine, uh, Jay, unfortunately, is not able to join us today um, because he, he joined us uh, and he's off to do a comedy uh, thing. So normally he plays Jimmy Fresh, but uh, no Jimmy Fresh today. So uh, Kid Jimmy Fresh will be played by me. Um, so yeah, nice. he's... Uh, mastermind rogue or or any of you actually <laughs> plot points all around all right uh let's jump up to brandon and we'll finish off with gordon brandon welcome back oh and i'm sorry i and i'm so many players all right sorry brandon take it away so yeah i'm brandon i'm playing a divination half a half elf wizard named eli who's uh, just a young kid having fun. I love, That's about it. <laughs> nice. Uh, I love 
that it's like young kid just exploring the world young kid uncertain young kid and then we got gex in the corner who's like what <laughs> <laughs> old kid gex is young at heart yeah, yeah that's true yeah. Yeah. old kid I my chicks under my wings exactly and then he, I also love the fact that last season he was the one who totally it all up and gave away the secret yeah. mission and caused all of that madness. Um, no offense, Steve, about? but it was a wonderful moment that I was like, I can use. Excellent. I shall use this against them. <laughs> Speaking of using pe uh, things against people. Hey, Gordon. Hello. <laughs> Just kidding. You were a great sport about that, by the way. Here we go. Let's go meet Gordon. And then, Timely, I will not forget. Uh, hey, Gordon. Uh, I normally play Rook, who is a phantom rogue that is trying to figure out who killed his neighborhood. And um, until I get back to him, I'm playing Talithar, who was in Session Zero, uh, and is beta reappearance, and he's on a mission to a bring mission everyone back. Love. Wait, no. Oh, yeah. Maybe something like know. that. Who knows where this will go? But that's awesome, and I I hope I'm honoring you by letting you play your first character, and then we'll come back to Rook and the others. That's that's still back here. Uh, we'll we'll do that yeah, after just, a little. I wanted hiatus. to ask what your definition of normally is. <laughs> I feel like you haven't played a lot of Rook. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Supposed to. I'm supposed to. Yeah. We, you will play <laughs> Rook again. I love, will... and everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> you will play Rook long enough to be eaten by the Big Bad. That's, that's I think, I hope that's not a promise, nice. but I'm going to make a note anyway. Just say, <laughs> all right, and as promised. I'll just leave you some plot points under the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> plot point. Plot point. Uh, and let's take I it vote, over. To I vote we mutiny against Todd and give <laughs> Gordon all of our collective plot points. <laughs> You know, he's a great GM, so I would be okay with that. Uh, yeah, should definitely in this case, implies that someone else becomes the GM, which I do kind of love the idea of running a D&D <laughs> campaign where you periodically mutiny the GM and replace them with somebody. And then and then <laughs> I get to play! I mean, Todd did sort of... No, you, lose, you leave the game. Right? Yeah, I'm just out. <laughs> You're just <That's> gone. <laughs> I have to leave, Gordon, all my pathetic notes... And uh, uh, and the key be like the DM Mad Libs, yeah, DM Mad Libs. I have to give you the uh, stream key, and that's it. And I'm just like, mic drop. <laughs> you think you're DMing this game when in reality, speaking. Oh, let's let's hear from Timely, and then I'm, I do want to shout out. We've got a couple decisions as a group we can make either now or after the game. But let's jump over to Timely before I forget, because I have a memory of a damn goldfish, Timely. This is Emily, and I play Hilda Bonebraid, who is a dwarf paladin, so, you know, like Talifar. Uh, we strike on the paladin path, except I sort of stumbled into this after dropping out of med school. Med school dropout. <laughs> and then, med you know, I, I, I like to think that... <laughs> Every I like time. to think that with all the adventuring we've done so far and being level 9, that I am no longer a green thumb at this whole adventuring business. And maybe this is my true calling, rather than med school. Ever was. <laughs> now, to only put that in a letter to mom and dad and make them feel okay with it, 
that's going to be the real challenge. That's that, that's your yeah, big I bet. Like Everybody that, else that. fighting the dragon. These guys, you, you're going to be Very fighting the home. expectations of mom and dad. <laughs> okay, I feel exactly. a little too seen in that. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, just another thing before we dive in. Uh, we will not, at least I won't have a game. Maybe Gordon will take over next week, or Steve might actually take over next week. Um, uh, we also play some shadow runs. So if you've got a shadow run character, you're invited to jump in. Uh, if you don't, we can maybe set aside a time to make one, but that's a whole four hour stream on its own. Um, but, uh, well, yeah, Steve. I'm going to interrupt you there and say, yes, shadow run is on for next week. Uh, and it's the continuation of, uh, the short five part series we had, uh, in that started last November. Nice. So, I will not be there, so, but others may be. And so is Steve, it just not going to be streamed and we're just telling stream this or what? Yeah. No, we're, we're going to stream it. I'm going to stream it. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Steve nice. is going to stream it over Steve. YouTube primarily, but if I can sit down and we can get you yeah. the stream stuff so we can get you onto Twitch as well. I mean, it's not properly streaming to Twitch right now as we speak. Oh, is it not? Yeah. Again? No. Uh, for me, it isn't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't see it either. So Restream is being be on a pain. my YouTube channel or on the SideQuest Live YouTube channel. It'll be on one or the other. Yeah, the weird thing right. is... Anyway, I'll, I'll diagnose that annoying thing later, but annoyingly, I get a bitrate feed to, to, to Twitch, but I don't know what's going on with that. So we'll try to fix that another yeah. time. Mostly, it's the podcast, anyway. Quality. Quality yeah. podcast. Hello, podcast listeners. We see you. <laughs> we see you. We hear you. We love you. Welcome to Dungeons and Jazz. All right. We'll be back after this. Nobody cares about it. Hey, Internet. Let's do this. <clears throat> the last of the shutters finally subsides. The ground beneath you, unsteady terrain in a good 50 to 100 feet. You see caved-in sections of swamp. You see water beginning to flow downwards into this trench from the drenched, soaked earth around. You see trees listing at weird angles along this massive um, uh, ditch that was once the, the tunnel of a purple worm, as it must have been surfacing at about this point. You can also see other areas where swamp water is draining down even further. You can see uh, this whole terrain has changed based on the underground topography changing from within it. It is unsteady and it is still potentially a hazard you catch your breath the corpse of this massive creature lying before you beginning to kind of rest into place you can see around your companions panting and and exhausted in some cases wounded and you are now ready to begin to continue your quest to get your uh, emissary back to Tazvrel, to the mage tower there. 
In fact, speaking of which, I'm going to need a perception check. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's... While we're rolling this... I don't think you can uh, roll, Darcy. Sorry. Why can't I roll? You're unconscious. You woke me up at the end of the last one. <laughs> did we? Or did I don't know. You said you did. I believed you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're still unconscious. I'm no, fine with that, then. I was going to jump into a scene of me, you know, basically standing up, so. You get to your feet dramatically. All right. Uh, I'll take those top three. So we got Isold with 10. Isold, um, you were kind of yeah. in, a, in a corner of the trench in very unsteady terrain, and you can actually see this massive, like, outcropping of mud and rock and root finally start to give way above you, and... So you have to sidestep that, which kind of ruins your looking around. Um, uh, uh, Ashina, you're above, so you have a better view, but unfortunately, there's so much dust, and you can hear the swamp creatures all kind of running about, and it's very... Uh, you, you just don't see shit um, <laughs> with an 11. Uh, however, Hilda has managed to stay on the top of the ledge without going in, and she gets a good look around with a 16. Um, and uh, Talathar, you would be fine, except you're rushing over to empty wisdom and dragging them away from this worm, which in its death throes is giving these little twitches. And you're both on the worm. So every time its muscles spasm and it kind of shifts a good quarter turn like to the left, it sends you scrambling. So unfortunately... You don't see much with your seven, although I do appreciate Gordon finally rolling something other than a 19. Um, that's going to be the running joke. <clears throat> he rolls They're... 20s sometimes. Come on. Sometimes. And twos. I'm going to heal um, empty for 25. Oh, nice. Ooh. Empty <laughs> pops back up. Um, meanwhile, uh... Hilda, you take a look out over this terrain, and you can see other bursts of mist up into the air, almost like geysers, a little bit further away. And it takes you a few seconds. Like, you saw this when the per when the worm first surfaced. It caused a suction kind of effect deep underground in these tunnels, which changed the topography within a good 100 feet. But some of these bursts are much further away, like, uh, you know, 150 feet, 200 feet. Um, and you can see sections as this terrain has become so pocked and hold from below that now other sections are starting to collapse um, so you can see that the danger has not entirely passed and um, with a with a 16 there does seem to be a pattern to this um, it does look like the worm has done a kind of a few circles uh, here and there uh, judging by what's collapsing and where so you see a rough trail of where it has come from and as you're looking it goes away to the south east from where you are um in a rough pattern that direction now to note you came in from the northeast and are traveling southwest and that's where um where you're uh headed at which point um Jay's character, uh, Jimmy Fresh, kind of pipes up from below. Um, just, uh, can I get a hand down here? 
Uh, so first, I'd like to uh, I'd like to thank the group for their uh, their great assistance in getting me out of that worm's belly. I I don't know what I would have done if you guys hadn't all come along, and I'd I'd like to uh, you know I, I think I owe you guys a debt of uh, of, of gratitude. So uh, I don't know what you're doing in here, but I'd I'd love to you know help you out on your mission. If you'd accept my service. Uh, and, and I think I can make a start. I think with mold earth, I'm able to move five feet of ground every round. I could probably help lift Jimmy up uh, out of his pit there. Absolutely. Gex, you're the closest uh, to him introducing himself. Well, young lad, it's, uh, it's nice to meet you, even though it's somewhat strange circumstances under which we acquaint ourselves. Uh, but you know what? The group grows, and the group always grows. So, welcome. Uh, we could always use another uh, willing adventurer. What are you doing here? Well, uh, you know, I was looking for a rare materials. Uh, you know, my 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 people. We have a, a long tradition of craftsmanship, and. Uh, you know, that's part of how I've made my trade out here. You know, I, I left my home some time ago. I'm, a, you know, one of the first generations of dwarves to do so since we retook our mountain homes. So uh, I, I guess I'm just out here trying to trying to make a living, you know, tracking down some uh, some of our lost lore wherever I can find it. So, you know, somebody sent me in here to get one of these uh, one of these one of these blue swamp stones. You know, I, I heard they they grow in the gullets, of these worms. So, you know, I figured this is probably a good place to look. I guess they're a little bit bigger than I bargained for. I have to say that's uh, quite an interesting coincidence. You see, looking at our, our group, uh, with the exception of this paladin and that paladin, uh, most of us could use a little bit of deshabification. So if you're into artisanizing, this is definitely a group that would benefit from such a thing. He says in uh, literally like freshly oiled, custom tailored leather hide T-Rex armor. Actually, it does have the two vestigial arms right where the nipples are. I think that should be my plot point. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like uh, uh, George Cole's Batman. Like he uses it to kind of hang, uh, hook his backpack straps around so it stays on. It doesn't fall off. Yeah. The arms are like holding. The it, it holds your back. cloak. You just grab the hands no, and like pincers. I can't do that. Oh, shit. I can I can tell it's a piece of uh, amazing craftsmanship. You know, it's uh, my specialty. It's a piece of work, all right. Materials, but it's it's beautiful armor. Well, listen. Uh, as much as it would be great to stay here and while we're talking, we potentially have some ne'er do wells on our heels and need to be getting to a port on the other side of the island. Um, he who is down underground at the moment is the one yeah, Jimmy. who was leading us to a port he's aware of. The name's he went down Jimmy. over there to search for something. Yeah, I'm it's trying to Jimmy. save this lizard guy. Uh, anybody can spare a minute? You look down oh, yeah. and you can see the, the lizard's feet are sticking out from a collapsed section of wall with mud and stuff. And his feet are just kind of half kicking around. And Jimmy's busy trying to pull away the mud, but it's collapsed in. Uh, and it gets like an armload away and another one replaces it. What do you do? Anybody? I think just Moldurf will take care of that, right? Oh, nice. So Matt a steps up to where you're within range. I think the range on that's 30 feet. 
Uh, 30 feet, yeah. Perfect. So you step up to the edge of the platform, kind of overlooking Gex and Isold, and looking down across the way towards Jimmy, and you mold the earth. And just, uh, so you want to describe how it, how it moves, or just it happens? So I think uh, I can move a square of earth five feet by five feet. I can't do it fast enough to like cause damage or bury anybody against their will. Uh, so I think I can just like slowly just kind of draw it back and maybe a crescent shape, even kind of slowly making a ramp that they could walk back out, out of. Perfect. So I kind and of that's just exactly what back happens. forwards. And His head and shoulders are the last forward. thing. And and uh, Jimmy kind of pulls and out comes uh, Lysran the large uh, lizard folk uh, ambassador from the dragon people that you're supposed to get to Tazrel, and he's gasping for breath and oh, I do not like that much. Oh, and he, he claps Jimmy on the shoulder and, and looks around and kind of gives a nod up towards Matt at the, at the sorry, not Matt. Um, what's your character's name again? Balin? Balin, yeah. Balin. I'll put that in the card. There we if go. I've got the time, I'd like to try to make that ramp in a nice little steps, you know, ever nice. ever the artisan, you know, want to make sure it's quality work. It's got to be to code, though. Not too much rise over run. Um, exactly. So you exactly. Got to watch yeah. that grade. Exactly. So you start molding that back and making, and you spend a few minutes doing that, which actually goes a long way to making it much, much easier for Jimmy, Lesserin, Isold, and Elias to walk out of this rather than tr doing climbing checks. So if you're willing to wait five minutes while you're chatting, uh, that all happens. We'll jump ahead uh, to when everybody is finally out of the wormhole, so to speak. While I'm waiting, I am going to pull the orb out and try to study it a little better and figure out, is it still active? And I can, can I draw the entity out of it again? Uh, okay, remind me. Oh, this, oh, that... Um... That creature is, that you is, found is, in the tree? Was it a fairy? It was... Uh, here's the thing. It flew up and shouted a warning and put itself between you and the worm at one point. And right, it and this fell to the ground. It The bubble around it burst. I'm going to need you to find what fell out of it. So I need you to do a perception check for me, Donnie. Oh, you did already. I did. Yes, I did. Oh, right. You ran over and you... So you... you carefully pull it back and there's something about your druidic training that that you instinctively know to be very very careful i need you to do either a medicine check or a survival check different dcs oh God. neither one of them all right that one let's see i'll go that way what was the first one medicine medicine or survival survival, survival. would she be able to ask for help at all or no i got a 16. okay that's not bad so um you gently pull away and part of it is is mud and and muck but you also see blood and like a, a viscous kind of liquid and you see veins at one point like and you pull it away and there's this whole blood vessel like almost it's bizarre. And this, I'll remind you, came out of a plant. So it's a bit odd to be digging through and getting this all at the same time. And now, after a while, with a 16, that's enough. You begin to peel away the outer layers of this kind of crescent roll kind of 
looking thing, and you reveal multicolored scales beneath. You you pull back, and the prismatic light that reflects off of this from the the torch that Jimmy um, Jimmy is holding, being the a human with no dark vision, um, and you then reveal a little bit more and a little bit more, and you see a, a clawed paw, and then you see a long neck, and over the next few minutes, you reveal uh, a small creature. Um, you can do either a nature check or arcana check to, to know what it is. I'm pretty sure I know what this is. I have no benefit in any, either one of them, so let's go with nature, I guess. With 11. an 11. 11, unfortunately, you you don't know what kind of creature this is. You do know that it's it's not a typical creature. You get that? It's not like a squirrel that's just like wearing scale mail. Although now I want to see that. Um, but uh, it's it's only about that size, though. And it it's dragon-like, but itty-bitty and under... It's it's definitely extremely weak, and you do know uh, with your survival check, you know that this thing is still barely alive, but it it doesn't look good. It needs something. And it needs healing. Can the rest see? of you, um, what's your passive perception, Izzel? <laughs> Fifteen. That's pretty good. That's not bad. That's not bad. Other than eleven, I'll cast cure wounds on it. Sure. Um, go ahead and roll the hit dice. Is old. You can see that while everyone else is gathering up and talking about what just happened and kind of meeting Balin and uh, uh, and kind of patting wisdom on the shoulder, trying to bring uh, them some comfort from. They look a little bit. Um, their eyes a little bit sunken, a little bit sallow, a little bit disoriented. Um, but while this is going on, Ashina seems to kind of be off on her own a little bit, and you see the slight of the glow of a, a kind of a greenish energy, very light, uh, faint light, come out of their palm to their other hand. They seem to be holding something. So is that, you pick that up. Ten. I'm gonna walk nice. over. For a better oh. look. Sure. Um, as, as a blood hunter, that is of curiosity to me. Sure. Um, you you see this small, underdeveloped creature in Ashina's hand, and you can see that Ashina's trying to care for it and, and gives a healing burst, and it does kind of... and kind of rolls and kind of tries to wrap itself in these wings that are way too small um, and kind of curl itself into a tiny little ball, pressing itself into uh, Ashina's hand uh, as though seeking warmth. What have you got there? This is what was helping guide us. She it a fae? 
I don't know what she is. It is. I'm guessing. It's cute. And if, if it feels like it needs warmth, I'm going to put it into my in between my breasts. Mm-hmm. You kind of tuck it in, just... wrap yes. it with a spare bit of cloth to kind of keep it there. Um, yeah, it, it definitely can... nuzzles in for warmth. Go ahead, Is, uh, Isold. Can I do a like? Can I do a check to kind of explore using my um, hunter's bane to kind of see, recall from like what this might be and information about it? Sure. Um, go ahead and roll either Arcana or Nature. I think at this point, decisions, probably, decisions, uh, anyone with a passive perception of 14 or higher has now noticed the two of them kind of coming together. So you're welcome to talk now to for the purposes of this. If this creature is fate, like for mechanics wise, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how to role play this, but for mechanics wise, if it's a fey fiend or undead dead i do have advantage on this check. i was gonna say i think you've got advantage for this 23 23 Woo. all right let me just see if i happen to have that on here i don't all right well i'll have to look this up um this um this this would be a fey creature i believe i'm gonna look it up um it seems like a Fairy dragon nymph. Pseudo dragon. Sort Sheena. of. Sort of. Yeah. Now this is extremely undergrown. Um, it it is it does appear to be alive and and uh, okay, but it's not uh it's not fully developed. Uh, and it wouldn't have been out of its shell, protective shell at this point uh, normally. However, um, in the tussle, it uh, it ends that ended up in your care. Um, with part of my hunter's bane, I can recall information about them. So, would I sure. be able to discern how to best nurture it, knowing that it's not technically supposed to be at this point out of its protective? Like how I could, how we well, with could a, yeah, reprotect absolutely. it. So you could, um, you get the idea that it was very close uh, to blooming, as it were. But it it was a little bit too early. It wasn't like super, it's not super freemie, but it's a preemie. Um, and so it's, it's like eight months instead of nine months. It, not even that. It's probably like eight and a half. Like it's, it was close. Okay. It was real close, judging by what you know, with a 23. Um, and so it's got to be well protected. It's got to stay warm. Uh, it probably, uh, it probably has enough. I mean, with a twenty-three, you probably know that it would, it will eat um, a, a variety of fruits and uh, meats as well. But it's got to be basically pureed at this point because the teeth are still coming in. Uh, and so you know that it would, you know, Mama Bird would chew it up and barf it into the mouth kind of that kind of care 
uh, is the best you can you can do with a 23, which is, you know, you get the idea that this creature might be able to be cared for. All right, I'll take out some rations and start kind of grinding them down and trying to get them into kind of a pulpy. Yeah, you're going to have to add some water. Mixture. And, and but yeah, you, you can yeah. spend... Go ahead and roll a medicine check for me. See how well that goes. <laughs> we'll try. This one does not have advantage. I am not Timly. But I may be calling Timly to help. You totally don't think of water. You're just making crumbs. <laughs> and like hard tack. Uh, and you've got some old sausage. It's like, yeah, you know, you just carve off a piece and eat it, and it'll last without a fridge. So you're like, basically prepping, mm. prepping a meal that anyone would eat. Okay, well, I'll just keep smushing at it. Hopefully, something good comes out of it that it can eat. All right. Well, hopefully that goes um, better next time. <laughs> uh, you you try to feed a little bit of this, and it retreats so far in that it actually falls out from between Ashina's breast and goes into the armor, like, belly area and is, like... I wear armor. Oh, okay. Well, in into your whatever it is that you wear. Uh, and it's retreated further down, away from the food. And all the rest of you just see Isold trying to chase something yeah. into Ashina's bosom. Like, into into it's the tickling. cleavage. Like, don't take it! Take it. It, it's, it's just... It's, it's just a little awkward. Can I, can I call for a meanwhile before we sort of Absolutely. catch up to this moment? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Talithar has, uh, sort of, like, picked empty up, or in whatever way, like, reached down, whatever you want to describe, um, uh, and healed her, and she's very just, like, like you described earlier, right? Sort of in this daze, not really sure, looks up, and it's like, did you just save me? I don't... I don't remember anything after it it grabbed me. And then she like looks down and sees this weird shriveled like 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 fleshy stalk that is just in her arms now and she does not know what it is. And she probably like actually like flinches back and drops it. Like what what is that thing? You you pulled it out of the worm's mouth. It seemed different. Anyways, you pulled it out right before uh, I stabbed it to death. And I just kind of take a look at the stalk and I just do a divine sense. Just... Absolutely. So, go ahead. Oh, you automatically get certain information. Um, this... It's it's not natural. Um, parts of it look like it's organic and the, it's like... It's a little bit like the eye stalk that pops out of the water in in a new hope you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's it's a, not exactly that but it's got like the kind of veiny kind of stock bit that it looks kind of more firm than it has any right to be and then the eye itself which is now uh completely just floppy and just void of any animation or um the the pupil is receded to almost a pinprick um it's not moving and the, 
but the interesting part is where it was connected to the worm. It looks more like it's... It looks like... Almost as though these tendrils had extended out from it, and it it kind of, uh, almost like a, the flatter part of the hand, but then within it are these roots that would have extended inside the worm creature, uh, and the other part would have been grabbed onto the inside of its, uh, inside of its mouth, kind of way back in there, and, and it was kind of sticking down from the roof, if it had a head, a roof of its mouth, if it wasn't symmetrical on all sides, it would have been right up, ah, right up in there, um, almost center, just a little off center, and this stalks of it would have been going up and in towards whatever functions as a brain uh, for this massive purple worm. And because the worm is so big, those little tendrils, those roots, uh, like the stalk itself is only about a foot and a half uh, from eyeball to the kind of grippy bit that would have burrowed in. And then the stalks extend like a good other foot and a half before they have clearly snapped when you grabbed and pulled them out. So there was more inside this thing. It was, this is, it looks like a nasty freaking parasite. Um, and who's looking at this? This is Talithar and Empty or just Talithar? Both of us, I, I mean, think. I, and, we're okay. there, yeah. I'm going to so get yeah. you and what I would... a perception check for me. All of that was okay. basically free. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm saying I, I it's did, a cool if Eli I joins that. them. Yeah. yeah, you're all yeah. kind of milling about, gathering yourselves. I I did what? And I like take a closer Ooh. look. I guess because I rolled a twenty-two, and I rolled a twenty-one. <laughs> twenty-two, <laughs> twenty-one, and twenty-one, and Elias yeah. gets a twenty-four. So the three of you gather around this thing, and it's it's that classic, uh, it's that classic moment as you're starting to piece together like something put this in that worm and it was spying on you making this semi-intelligent creature do more than it could have on its own and then it's your classic jump scare as as this thing suddenly turns and looks at you and you're just like ah and you jump back and the tendrils of it are just slowly the roots are just slowly sifting around as though looking for a new host. And you see that dilated pupil widen out to almost the full size of it. And now this eye stop, the eyeball itself is bigger than my fist. So you're talking, um, what is that? Like four, somewhere between like five, six inches uh, diameter uh, at the end bit of it, at the roundy, roundy bit. And the eyeball and the, it's doesn't have any proper lids on it. It's just, it's almost fused, so it doesn't blink. But you can see the iris open up, and it's just like, oh, oh. And it's looking right at you. Just say, like, I've seen this thing in my dreams. We should, it's looking at us. We need to cover it up. And bring it back. Uh, does anyone have like a okay. jar or something? A sack. One of you has a sack, sure. Put it in okay. a sack that's not see-through. I'm gonna hand my sack to Talithar and trust him with the job. 
I mean, I'll do it. Just yeah. You take your mailed hand and grab it, or you're gonna uh, um, actually Talithar. You just pick it up. Well, it's a mailed hand, and I'm not. I know that it was ripped out. I'm probably not gonna. I'm probably gonna try to get put the sack over it without touching it. Sure. I'm gonna need you to do a dexterity saving throw, please. Next. Yeah. So I'm like standing behind you, and I'm just like, "Thanks for saving me." I don't. <sighs> Poor thing, but but thank you. I look over at this like carcass. Sixteen. Look back at the eye stock, like, ah. Oh, it's moving that? relatively slowly, so you only needed a twelve. But that could have been real interesting. Um, so as you're putting it in, one of the roots kind of gets a little close to your hand. You're like, pull back. You're like, nudge it, like with the tip of your your sword, and then nudge it back in. And then finally, you get this thing in the sack, and you're holding this up, and it's it's just swaying there. We should All take right. this back with us. Yes. Oh, Jimmy. Do you have my helmet? I just look look over at Jimmy's. He's coming up. Yeah, I got you, man. And he passes okay. it over to you. Uh, welcome back. All right. So the rest of you gather yourselves um, and and ready yourselves to continue your journey. Uh, Jimmy points the way through. Like, right, we're gonna have to go that way. Um, oh, first of all, my apologies to Jay. I make no assumptions on your voice for your character. My bad. I'ma mess that up. Um, so. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, that way down there. We're gonna. We're almost there. It's not too much further. We took the shortcut. <laughs> I'm glad that worked out. Good. When we get there, can we take a bit of a rest? Holy uh, crap! I'm exhausted. Like I'm wiped. Gex is. I, I'm barely on my feet as well. Yeah. Gex has also got a point of exhaustion. Yeah, definitely interested in making camp. Do you want to make it here in the swamp or further in? No. Uh, uh, no. no. There's yeah, a lot in. of uh, ground getting, you know, basically thrown up by little geysers everywhere. So not not here. <laughs> I wanted to be in the mountains. Just pointing that out. <laughs> he starts walking. <laughs> All right. So as you begin to go away, I need everybody to do uh, either a survival check or a dexterity saving throw. Actually, let's, let's go with survival checks. Uh, one person can helm, uh, and somebody else gives advantage, or two people can roll. I'm happy to roll. I rolled can roll. three. I just rolled a 20 plus two, so... Damn. Okay, I right. guess we're all rolling. <laughs> now, you know what? Everybody <laughs> rolls survival. We'll, we'll do this by survival. I rolled a 23. Not bad. Woo! Damn, it's my jam. What can I say? <laughs> Since I'm rolling with disadvantage, still. That's right. All right, so uh, Gex gets the six. Uh, <clears throat> Hilda comes up with the big 17. We've got uh, Elias with a 15, which is fine. Um, the threshold isn't super high because you're aware of it because Hilda pointed out some of the dangers that she spotted earlier. <clears throat> then we've got our rock stars up here uh, with uh, Empty Wisdom surprisingly alert, just kind of like pointing stuff out as as they're walking along uh, with a 19. 
uh, Ashina being a druid, of course, uh, relatively comfortable in multiple environments, easily threading your path through. Then we've got uh, Balin has been in this swamp for a little while and is busy pointing out like, oh, I, I, stay, I came through here with his nat 20 plus two. Absolutely. So you are. And then, of course, uh, Isold is just like stepping through, uh, like scouting ahead, sometimes circling around. Uh, and I'm going to say this, Isold, you get this for free. Uh, as you're going through the swamp, you kind of climb up on a tree waiting for the others kind of scouting away. You look behind. <clears throat> you can't see it, but you see signs that behind you, you see these birds. Like, um, it's it's getting, I don't remember what time of day it was. Pardon me. I don't remember what time of day it was, but let's say it's getting on. Uh, oh, no, you were traveling through the night, right? Yeah, we were traveling through the night. Yeah. So avoid the you other... hear. Well, some... we got stuck in the night. Yeah. Uh, so it's coming up on dawn now. It's it's uh, probably about 4, 4.30 in the morning. Sun comes up around 5.36, maybe somewhere in there. And uh, Izzled, with your half-elf eyes and just your sense of the of the area... You hear, it's it's actually you can hear some some random sounds, and you got pretty used to the sounds of the swamp, and you can hear things kind of fall silent further behind. Uh, the frogs stop chirping. Uh, some of the creatures that normally move around when people aren't there suddenly stop moving and seek hiding spots. Now it's pretty far back. Like, your group is pretty far ahead of where this is, but you can kind of get the idea that there's something moving on the far end of the swamp um, and kind of interrupting the flow of the normal night. X? Yeah? Could be nothing, but uh, there's definitely something... in that direction it's pretty far away but it's whatever it is the wildlife doesn't like it we're They're hiding alone? we are definitely not alone well let's go away that i don't know if it's our chasers or something yeah. different but it's something let's definitely go a direction that is not that way and fast. from behind you the, the path yeah. you came from yeah it's going the opposite it's from the opposite it's behind I can't, us. yeah it's behind us but I can't discern if it's coming toward us or somewhere else but we should probably move quicker rather than yeah let's go slower. I was already walking now you haven't slowed the pace, but at this point, maybe you pick it up a little bit and you, with all those rolls, you make it through the rest of the swamp without further incident, but you can't shake that feeling that something, something is nearby and Something's you might following be. us. Yeah. All right, Jimmy pipes up and is like, all right, it's just down the other way. We're going to get to the coast, then we'll head due south and we'll, we can't miss it. Oh, one more thing. As we go into town, let, uh, let's let just don't mention my name. But let me do the talking at first, and then I'll introduce us. Uh, we're going to come in in groups of two. 
just so we don't spook anybody, because we're a frickin' army here. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, question, what time of day is it right now? It's about, it's about four, four in the morning. Four, four thirty. By, by the time, by this time, it's about four thirty. You've been traveling. Yeah. Okay. And you're crossing an island, so uh, you're almost to the other side. You can actually hear the the waves getting uh, coming up ahead. After a bit more hiking, you come out onto uh, it. Actually, the forest falls away relatively quickly. So you went from swamp to proper forest, kind of foothills, and uh, kind of heading up towards the north. Uh, towards the mountains that uh, Gex keeps gazing at whenever he gets the chance. Um, but you come out kind of suddenly out uh, and you hear the crashing of the ocean and uh, you feel the salt on, the, on your face. Uh, it's a fresh breeze of the of the sea. However, it is far below you. You're actually standing up on some cliffs on what is normally considered an impassable side of the island. Um, there's these massive... 50 to 100 to 300 foot cliffs depending on where you are and they drop off rather suddenly and, and you're now maybe 30 feet from the edge of the of between the forest and the drop off at the sheer drop off of these points sticking out into the surf and you you can't see very well in the dark i know everybody's got dark vision but um the ocean is so far away that uh even those with dark vision can only make it out vaguely uh, that there's a pretty big fall and then there's cliff face goes along uh, perpendicular to where you are. And so you turn towards the south and keep walking that way. Um, If anybody gets an idea or wants to do anything uh, along the way, feel free to interrupt. Yeah, I'd like a short scene. Just like we're walking, time is passing, stuff's happening. I I picture... Empty is sort of, you know, in the course of this, shuffled over to uh, where Balin is, and sort of just like sidles up next to them while walking, and it's like, "Sir, um, you weren't here when we left, right?" No, no, I was not. Why do you ask? Okay, I, I didn't. Rem- I don't know where we're going. I don't really remember leaving town. So, I just wanted to be sure. You know, to be quite honest, I don't know where we're going either, but uh, I, I owe a debt of gratitude to your friends here for saving my life, so I'm, I'm, I'm along for the ride until I've saved at least one, one person's life, and thanks. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good thing to do. Um, I, I'm Empty Wisdom. Uh, I'm, I'm Balin, a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure. So many people. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I. It's a it's a larger group than I'm used to being around as well. Uh, when when I'm not at home, I'm usually much more of a solitary traveler. But it's nice to have company for the road. I guess. And Balin, you feel a big clawed reptilian hand thump onto your shoulder from well above you. You turn and you're like waist height, and you track upwards of this massive lizard folk man towering over you at almost eight feet tall. And he looks down at you and gives you a nod. And his tongue, fork tongue flicks out, <laughs> tasting the salt air. And he looks down at you and then over at Wisdom and is like, Yes. We are 
a long way from home. So I look up at the giant lizard man and I, and and hello, my friend. I don't believe uh, we've been properly introduced either. This this is the guy that I pulled out of the uh, the earth, right? Yeah. yeah okay. My name is. I know it's like to have your head stuck in sand, so uh, you know uh, we, we 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 can share that experience. My name is Lesra, and I am a representative of my people. All these. And who are your people, Lesrat? We uh, live on the spines. We worship the dragons. My direct lord is Pirke the Mighty. But I represent and speak for all of my peoples. I can tell him who my lord is. <laughs> uh. And he leans down to, like, be only about a foot above you. His head kind of looking down is still walking. And he looks down at you and he goes, Thank you for pulling me out. I'm glad to be of service. You know, the uh, I call and the earth answers. Happy to put that skill to uh, to service for you. Um, I, I'm Balin Iron Eater, the clan Iron Eater, and my lord is... Uh, Dur King Durval, uh, you know, we live in the, uh, well, we're one of the first generations to uh, reclaim the old lands of, of Ilifarn. Uh, so so uh, it's, it's, it's a pleasure just to Just since meet, you mentioned meet, uh, it, Ilifarn is going to be on the coast, almost directly north of these chain of islands. Uh, and Tazvarel is, it's it's pretty hard to get to Ilifarn. Uh, uh, by land, it's a little bit easier by sea, which is why... Uh, it's not uncommon to have uh, dwarf port bringing their goods that they find, uh, but a lot of this isn't firmly established yet. Uh, as you said, it's kind of early generation. So the trade networks haven't reopened, but the old road that did lead inland is nigh impassable. So you've definitely hopped on a ship at some point and ended up on this island, which is uh, one of the neutral ports, not too far from the spines which is the dragon cult area. Uh, and this is definitely a dragon cultist. And they, you can see they've got this massive um, miniature model of a dragon skull around their neck by these big thick chains, uh, just kind of thumping along. Um, it's made out of some kind of metal, but uh, it's uh, it, it, he strikes an imposing... Uh, he seems oddly quiet, but he does strike an imposing figure. Would I know what kind of metal it is? It's kind of like my character's Absolutely. favorite thing. Um, it's actually a fairly... It's, it would be carefully, carefully molded and chiseled obsidian. Like, melted. Yeah. So, But it, it seems to be shellacked in something that protects it, because normally obsidian shatters pretty easily. Um, so there seems to be some kind of very interesting shellac on it. And when you get a look at this, it actually, it there are parts of it that were very carefully chiseled away, but there's other parts that are perfectly smooth, but incredibly well-crafted. And you're like, how did they do that? So go ahead and roll your, your craft, uh, so it's your uh, intelligence so, or wisdom, and your proficiency as a, bonus. 
Yeah, as a dwarf, though, I've got that, uh, like, stone cunning or whatever to Yeah. identify the history of anything made of, like, stone or I assume obsidian might count. I get It to does. roll history with a double bonus, right? Go ahead and roll it with a double bonus, and I would even say with advantage, because it's your jam. And it's Yeah, okay. pretty much eye level at this point as he's leaning down over you. One of those really cool abilities that almost never gets used. <laughs> it's, it's nice. It's cool. It's what I'm here for. So I will have a 27 then. Damn. Okay, you notice a few things about this special necklace. Number one, um, it it has been chiseled, but it's also been carefully melted using a kind of acidic or caustic thing that is unbelievable. Like, you understand that you sometimes use these things in the refining of metals, but this would have been, like, crazy caustic. Like, anybody working with this would have to be mad to... Today, like this stuff would be very difficult to contain and work with. The second thing is, in the way that it shifts, even in the in the light, uh, in the low light, uh, you you see it shift and you see some of these etchings and carvings in, especially in the back of it, but even within it, um, there's very carefully disguised enchantments. It is a fairly heavily enchanted item uh, that he wears around his neck. And the, now the rest of them is like rough hides and like pretty much topless uh, rough hides and like a sash kind of bandolier style. Um, dressed like like a Conan protagonist. a little bit like it doesn't those two things like a heavily enchanted item that would have taken a lot of craftsmanship compared to like dudes wearing like really rough clothes for what you would expect like. I mean, he's got a nice mantle, like a nice cloak. Uh, but other than that, it's nothing nothing to write home about. But this is easily the most valuable thing that he carries. So, real quick, how do I spell this guy's name? Just so I can put up Lesseren? my notes. Uh, it is spelled L-E-S apostrophe R-A-A-N. Right on, okay. And he is the So, emissary uh... of the uh, dragon cult. Okay, emissary. So emissary Lesseran, Or ambassador. Yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to share the road with you. I'd, I'd just like to compliment that beautiful uh, piece of artwork you have around your neck there. I can, you know, as a craftsman, I can see that uh, that whoever made that poured their heart and soul into that,
while I while I will make your uh, you know I, I do value your life and it will still be a priority for me. I'll also honor that request. I'll uh, if if ever the case happens where you, you don't make it back from an adventure, I'll make sure that that amulet is returned safely to your people for you. Thank you. All right. You keep walking south along the edge, winding back. Uh, after a while, you come across what looks like a nearly impossible stretch where it actually climbs up and you're a good, like, almost 300 feet off the ocean to your right. Uh, and now you're, you've got a good 30, 40 feet of, of pathway between you and the forest, so it's not too bad. And it begins to rise up on the left as well, the hill, uh, kind of cutting it off. And then as you round a, uh, a curve, it's almost, it, the rocks are in such a way that if you were looking at this from any other angle, from, from north, from south, even from out at sea, it would be very easy to miss this bend and, uh, and inlet where the rocks kind of fall away and down to the left uh, while the rest of the hill continues to climb. Uh, as it rises up, you now follow a path along a, a very narrow path now. It's it's getting n uh, down to like 10 feet or so, uh, then in some places even 5 feet, hugging the curve, uh, carving along the edge of this cliff on your right, starts out at almost 300 feet, and then descending as it goes. So fairly quickly you're dropping to, you know, 150 feet, 200 feet. I'm going to need everybody just to do either your choice, acrobatics or athletics just to see how well you navigate this rather uh, twisty windy route uh, can I choose the lower of the two just for fun if you do that I will give you a, an inspiration for later cool sorry which are the two options we got I got as well or athletic now no reason. Oh, I just want to point out. 20. Wow. Okay. So. So Ashina rocks out a 22 acrobatics, just carefully picking your way through. Uh, wow. Okay. Hilda is just clinging to this cliff, just at 27. All right. We got. Uh, Valen coming in with a 19, who's doing just fine. Lesrin and Jimmy seem to be not as good as everybody else, but they're, they're kind of, tra you know, trailing along, able to make the way. Jimmy's kind of taking his time, picking his route, being very careful. Uh, you've got Izzled coming in with a 20. You've got Empty Wisdom at, at disadvantage coming in at a 12, which at, you, you stumble and you do the whole, like, your foot slips and then hits a rock that was unstable unstable and you hear it off the side splash so even though you can't see it very well somewhere below you there is water and um, and then of course there is Elias now Elias Brandon I want to point out that in my game I don't know how portent works exactly maybe I should read it again carefully but I I've will used allow. up all of my. <laughs> I used oh, it up. So you don't have all the way in the first session. Okay. So with no, your five, I'm going to say, as you're kind of clinging to the side, and the, everybody else is like, boop, 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 
uh, going down like it's no big deal, and you're just like, oh, oh. I'm gonna need you to roll A for a panic attack. So we'll count that as either a charisma save or a wisdom save, whichever one you prefer. Jesus Christ. Wisdom save of 11. You are cl- Your legs refuse to move as you are at this very narrow bend. Kind of a... It's almost like a... a, a what do they call them? A, a almost 90 degree turn at the point. And you're just almost at the point, just clinging to the cliffside. And your hands and feet will just not move. You're just clinging to the dirt and the roots at the side and the rocks at the side and your legs just refuse to move and as you're standing there like this is where um, empty wisdom's rock falls away and you just it's almost like your mind in your mind with those little flashes you get these these divine uh divination not divine divination moments where it's like you are the rock for a brief moment you see yourself bounce 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 splash into this river at this point, you actually kind of see the river is wider at the base than either side of the cliff would normally allow. So it's actually hollowed out under there. So it's wider down below, making almost a cavern. But it's pretty far down. It's like still a good 130 feet down. And you are just locked. Everybody else has moved on. You're now at the back. Can I say that Empty's also stopped? Sure. Like you said I was right there, kind of, yep. and I yep. see this. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I feel it. Can I, uh, panic? So, quick question out of, okay, if I am on the ethereal plane, am I still bound to, like, the physical, like, would he still feel a panic of being, like, on the cliff? Or would he be able to just, like, walk along a plane almost? Um, if you can actually physically go to the ethereal plane you and there's certain spells that allow you to trans like to move that way like a blink spell um yeah that is i mean that might be worth a try if you want to give it a, a go your regular travel speed uh through this section would normally be 30 or maybe 15 feet uh if you were being careful like jimmy is uh everybody else is kind of going at regular pace you would only be able to travel 10 feet at a time <laughs> But it is possible if you want to try that. <laughs> Can I uh, try to like while you're thinking about this, like reach out to uh, to Elias? Um, I don't have like any special monk moves or anything, but like it feels like the kind of thing that I might be able to talk you through some breathing exercises and stuff, like meditative centering yourself type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna get cool. you rather than you leading Asana brief yoga break uh i'm gonna get you to do it as a dice roll so what skill do yeah, you think better. would apply there um there's anything wrong this is apparently dungeons and jazz it's either a like i need to be able to empathize with them so it's like an insight type thing or it might be i need to be able to communicate non-verbally to them so it's a performance type thing or maybe it's not a skill at all and it's just either a charisma or a wisdom check so those would be my thoughts to ugm let's go yeah, with just like just breathe let's just go breathe. with an insight check in death you can do this insight okay that's what i'm best at no worries bella was seen wow that's a bad roll 
All right, a 16 is Damn, not quite enough to nine. break Elias out of their 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 funk, although it is enough to give you that pause, that reset moment. Everybody else is continuing along. Elias, what is it you want to do? Would I notice them stopped? Eventually, yeah. I think we all would. Yeah, I think he's going to... He would definitely, yeah, I think he's going to panic cast. Okay. So, yeah. You go ahead and cast which spell? Blink. All right. So, empty wisdom is busy, like, breathe in, out, don't look down, you'll be okay. We're all here. And then, uh, yeah, he looks down and immediately blinks. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this really quick, like, mumbled chant and a frantic hand motion. And then, Empty, you start reaching and then t- thinking that Elias is going to topple over the edge. And they almost do. They're, they're just like, <gasps> and falling forward. And then just when they would normally like go past the edge of the cliff, their body just <laughs> disappears. And it's this moment where you were expecting a, a 120 foot fall. And Elias, you're just hovering over the edge of this cliff on the ethereal plane, just like trying, like. Trying to breathe. And it, everything's kind of that misty gray color. And you can make out uh, your surroundings al- enough. Um, and everything seems oddly a little better lit in this plane. There's a strange sourceless light here. Uh, and I'm, what do you want to do now? Empty or uh, anybody else? I would like to have screamed a little bit. Everyone can like turn around and see what's happening if they want. In fact, I didn't, say, I didn't hear a chant. It said, oh, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And then Elias is gone <laughs> from vision. You're just like, yeah, I'd be looking over the edge, seeing if there's anybody I can try to cast levitate on if they're falling off. Sure. Uh, do a percent. Yeah, that's probably on. what you'd think, right? You'd look back and be like, oh, well, Elias isn't there. And I screamed. Someone must have fallen. <laughs> yeah. All right. You all gather Terrible around the edge and start making nine. plans. Uh, what was yours? Nine. Nine. You can't see. Uh, Elias, the the half-elf wizard, he was here, and now he's got... And you're trying to look down, and it's you see dark water and rocks, jagged rocks, and you don't see the edges of it. You just see the far side of the cliff, which is probably like 30, maybe 40 feet across to the other side, which is an almost identical cliff face. And you're looking down, and you can't see a body. You can't see... Maybe they landed in the water. It's hard to tell. Izzel, what do you splash. Did did anybody see what happened to Elias? So he, he he's gone. He, he he's gone. He does appear back in like five seconds. Comes right yeah. in behind as I mean, everybody is now standing, leaning over seconds. the cliff. Yeah, <laughs> you're all looking over the cliff, looking, and Elias, you appear behind them. You see them all huddled and looking after where down over the cliff. Is he, oh. does he does he appear frightened? Is he like panicky still? Uh, you none of you have noticed him. You're all looking over oh, trying okay. to find the body. Okay. Hmm. I would say he's definitely like breathing a bit hard, but considering he just looked into the eyes of death uh, <laughs> earlier today, I don't think he's like super afraid, but he's just a bit, you know, on edge. And you've made your way uh, around the far side. Yeah, and uh, he's just like, uh, 
Sorry, this just might take me a little while longer. Anybody got a rope? <laughs> everybody, uh, everybody, I need you to do a, let's say, a wisdom saving throw. Before we do, I mean, I just saw Timely saying in the chat, imagine that we're jump scared and we all fall over. Can we plot point that? Let's just completely no. derail your plans. <laughs> um, what do you think the wisdom saving throw is for? Yeah, no, I just want to try to do it before we roll. I don't want to negate anyone's rolls. <laughs> oh, you just, it just happens. It just happens. You know what? I'll tell you what. Because of your, your plot point, I'm going to set the DC uh, Nobody else wants high. it. It's fine. No, no. You don't understand. I want this. <laughs> All right. I, let's do rollies. <laughs> Here's my D20. You got to beat this as your, uh, you know, I'm going to add a little. Um, a little what are we doing? Deck save? Is that what it was? Uh, this is a wisdom saving Deck. throw. Wisdom oh, save. Oh, nice. Roll 18. All right. So call them out. What do we got? We got Izzled with a 15. What uh, You guys can call your own or I can read them off. I got a 15. Just be aware, everyone within 10 feet of me, you get plus four. Ooh, nice. I, I got a 19 then. Talithar. 19 ice. for me as well. Nice. Talithar with ice in your damn veins and another 19 from Gordon with a total of 28. <laughs> All oh, right, and uh, Gex comes in at 22. Nobody got under a 12. Good. Although, I will say, uh, Hilda was closest with a 14. So you all have a... Mo well, not all of you. A few of you have that moment of... <gasps> as Elias kind of walks up behind. Uh, but not... Talithar, you are ice cold, man. You don't doesn't make, scare you at all. Same thing with anybody over twenty. Uh, get is like just like oh okay, and just it ain't no thing. Everybody else, you're just like <gasps> little a little little a little shook. Thank yeah, goodness! Sorry. How did you get back there? We we thought you went over the edge. Uh no, just heights aren't my thing, so it just might take me a while. Um. And then he's just gonna. Uh, well, I have to guess. I have to roll to see if I <laughs> technically. I will walk over and lay my okay. hand upon your shoulder, and I will cast spider climb on you, and I, and explain to you, cling to the wall, you will mm. not fall. You would. Uh, you have to roll high or low to have blanket take effect. I uh, I'm, I'm a, uh, it's 11 or higher so he just doesn't he's still on he's okay. just kind of chilling on the cliff now. you're a little bit around the corner from where you froze so you've made progress but you're just like uh, and Ashina does cast spider climb on you and you can feel your hands clinging to the rock you're trained you understand what this does so you, you are um, able to spider climb if you wish now taking some of that edge off cool and with that, gives a thumbs up. And with that, the party manages to navigate, following Jimmy down through the winding crevasse, leading you to where it begins to open up, and you see almost like a small lake. the The sides of the cliffs fall away to be less extreme as you wind your way down. It's still quite a a, a valley, and would be a very difficult climb out by foot by hand. Uh, however, well, not for Elias right now. However, 
this valley opens up, this small hidden cove. And Jimmy turns to you all and says, Ah, we made it. We didn't lose anybody this time. Thanks. All right. Ah, welcome. <laughs> welcome to Smuggler's Cove. Uh, watch your step. They get a little picky. Just remember, you're with me. Oh, and one last thing. Uh, let me know if anybody starts asking around for me by name. N- no big deal. Let's go. Two by two. And he leads you um, off. Yep. Didn't you just say you didn't want us to use your name? Well, with certain... Eh, just play by ear. But if somebody asks for me, that's a good thing. If nobody asks for me, just tell them you're... You are an affiliate. Affiliate. Everybody got that? You're an affiliate. You're going to be part of my team, my crew, my my people. But if they, if they really press, yeah, tell them you're, you're with me. But some people might not like me here. It's fine. It's a thing. It's good. It's fine. Lots of people like me here. It's great. So who are we going to pair off with? That's up uh, to you. Really quickly, did... Is old and Gex tell anyone about like feeling something following them, or did they keep that to the? I would have said it probably loud enough that others would have. I mean, depending how close, because I would have been up in the lead, so I don't know where Gex would have been at that point. I, um, I was assuming the only reason I heard it was because you were telling everybody. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Eli's I mean, gonna. Run up to Gax and be like, I'll go in last, but um, if you want, if you wait 10 minutes, I can maybe put something out there to see if someone's still following us. Uh, well, that was kind of my plan was to be the last one to go in, too, and uh, spend time uh, finding my familiar again. Yeah, so, all right. So Gex and Elias will take up as rear guard. Everyone else pairs off. And I'll pair you... off with his old. Sure. Since I already know her. Yep. I'll go with Little Empty. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Balin and Lesseran, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say either Lesseran or Empty Wisdom. I would probably team up with. I've talked to them the most. Fair. And then Jimmy will go on ahead. You, Timely? Oh, and yeah. <clears throat> Let's do uh, Jimmy and uh, and Hilda. Sure. So you'll be going in with him. He kind of extends his arm in a kind of charming manner and uh, kind of offers you his hand, uh, his arm there, Hilda. And you, you begin to enter. Now, this is a, a lake surrounded by not cliffs but high walls around the outside of of natural rock and forest and then in the middle of this lake you can see finger docks and several ships of varying sizes some of them as small as like a a junker rowboat uh some maybe some modified fishing vessels and you see uh, a long ship uh, uh or two actually there uh style ship uh, it's not a big enough cove for a galleon, but those smaller vessels, uh, maybe a small sloop might be at the docks even. It's hard to tell in the distance. Uh, as 
you get to this point, the sun is becoming, uh, well, you, you don't see the sun yet, but the horizon is beginning to get lighter. And, oh no, all right, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Timely, for letting me know mic issues. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely try to get that sorted on break, which we're coming up to in just a moment. Um, so as flashback. you... I'm sorry? I need a flashback before we get halfway down the cliff. Yep. I am going to plant, cast plant growth behind us to distract anybody that was following us. Nice. Okay, go ahead and mark off that spell slot as you... Uh, as the roots and trees and, and grasses and vines all kind of thicken and grow at, in, at an incredible pace, blocking off the entire... Uh, path behind you clinging to the cliff and beyond and it is now very difficult to climb through uh, and it would be nigh impossible to follow you along that path uh, Jimmy sees this happen he turns to you uh, as Sheen is like nice I should have had you on my team the whole time come on you'll be uh, useful and uh, Ashina, you kind of turn and start walking towards uh, the small village down in the bottom of this, uh, where the finger docks are. There's a, a collection of kind of a rams, like a ramshackle scattershot of strange buildings. Some of them made of stone, some of them thatch, some of them driftwood. Uh, it's a real uh, hodgepodge. And now the cliff does rise up in a few places very close to the water too, uh, providing even more cover. So it looks like some of the docks actually go right along the edge of the cliff. So it's a real kind of hidden cove. Well, welcome to Smuggler's Cove, everybody. We're almost there. Okay. All right. So, and at this point, I think as a as a gaming group, we're going to take a little break. Let's say maybe a 10-minute break, and then we'll come back in our entrance to Smuggler's Cove. Thanks, everybody. All right, That'll I... give Timely a chance to fix her stuff. Timely's going to go punch her microphone back into submission. Everybody else, we get 10 minutes. I'm uh, going to get a beverage. Internet, you're beautiful and wonderful, and you deserve something. Go give yourself a treat right now, please. What is If, you, if you're live, you can post in comments what it is you're going to treat yourself with. If not, then you can just hit us up on Instagram and tell us what what snack did you go for or a bevy or whatever whatever your flavor is. So have yourself a wonderful break. We'll be back in 10 minutes. Cheers. And now, a word from our sponsor. Well... Our sponsor this week is once again Giuseppe Lombardi's Pizza. Previously, Giuseppe Lombardi had wonderful success with their launch of spherical pizzas. Having a rotisserie cooked spherical pizza, around 4,000 calories per serving, was, uh, was, a, was a great hit. So since then, Giuseppe Lombardi has branched out into what he is calling the cubic calzone. You tired of round pizzas? Looking uh, to square up your diet? Looking to make your experimental experience more three-dimensional? We got the length, we got the width, we got depth, we got inches upon inches, so much volume. Cheese on the inside, cheese on the outside, sliced pepperoni, why bother? 
with the roominess inside this cubic pizza, you can slide in the whole load. Try our two-for-one combo called the Double Team. Cubic Gazzone from <laughs> Giuseppe Lombardi's Pizza. Oh, hey, it's, it's be always, okay soon. I, I always wanted a pizza with some girth. Do you have pizza with girth? <laughs> oh, God. Girth measures circumference, so no. That was the previous one. You missed that. You I missed, missed it. it. I missed it. That was old news. We don't do that anymore. We, no, no, that is over now. That, this will well, never be the difference between, like, you know, the <laughs> radius versus diameter versus circumference area. This is, this is way too much math. Why am I stuck in this sound effect? I'm stuck in a sound effect and I can't make it go. The whole there we go. Are you? You sound fine. I don't. Oh really? All to right. me, it sounds all funny. There we go. Check me out. One, yeah, whatever. It's good. We'll just do the whole game like I'm speaking from a telephone. <laughs> Whether or not you're Jimmy or your DM. We're, we'll never know. Exactly. Hey, I'm glad you picked up that I use the Jimmy voice every time I cut to this. All right, let me just punch this in the nugget for a second here. Um. <laughs> you okay and we have some detected. technical difficulties. Please wait while we do some technical things to solve the technical difficulties. It's, it's that, that pizza. pizza. I wasn't, I wasn't ready, ready for, for it. it. It was too girthy. Just, just cut to another commercial. We'll, All right. we'll just do a rerun of an old commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. Old mice deodorant. Strong enough for elves, soft enough for a sea hag. <laughs> All right, Great I think we're back. Like we're back. And mackerel. <laughs> That's a great one. I love that. Can we use that? Well, I, I was cutting the commercial break while you fixed the technical difficulties. All right, quick, cute commercial. All right, thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate that very much. Let's give a quick little, yay, Steve. Woo. All right, so... <laughs> <clears throat> Where were we? Right, you were walking into the Smuggler's Cove. Let's go take a look. I have to... One sec. I gotta take the song off my list. There we go. All right. Why is this not working all of a sudden? What the shit, man? My sound settings got all weird. All right. Hold on. That's pretty Shush much you. par for the course, Todd. Pardon? I said that that's pretty much par for your course. I know. Weird, weird to sound be, issue. In my defense... This whole setup is wired six ways backwards from Sunday. It is all over the place. Like, I've got... Uh, one time, I'll just stream just my technical setup. It is madness. Layered upon madness. Held together with hope and duct tape. Uh, alright, why? I don't know why. My audio is just screwed up. Anyway, it's all good. Whatever. So, let's play... Dungeons and Dragons, thank you for joining us. And hey, we now are on Twitch. Yay! We finally got that mess, that mess up all fixed. So uh, yeah, hopefully that, that works out for us. So um, you have now entered the hidden cove that is known 
as Smuggler's Cove. Shut up, it worked in my head. Uh, so, uh, Jimmy takes the lead and after, sorry, go ahead. I said it's a franchise, sorry, go, no, shut up, never mind. <laughs> Jimmy, so, the first thing we were looking uh, for is a place to rest. Absolutely. Need someone for somewhere to moor your boat? Can, can we not get into a brawl this time? Uh, we could. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, just, uh, you know, uh, lay low. And so we were going to come in two by two, and we'll see you in a couple minutes. I'll signal you, okay? So after a couple minutes, uh, Hilda and Jimmy go on ahead. So Hilda, what you notice as you're walking forward is his whole cove, um, It, I mean, you can definitely approach from other angles, but the main area has a small palisade, like a wooden uh, wall with sharpened spike tops. And then there's a kind of a uh, an entrance, a gate of sorts. But it's actually just a propped up section where like they could just kick out some support boards and it'll fall down into place. Um, and, but the wall actually ends at what is essentially a difficult climb, but not like impossible climb off to the left. And it doesn't attempt to wrap around the whole cove. Uh, that would be ridiculous. Most of this is impassable anyway. So you you get the idea that this is mostly just something to slow people down. So you end up uh, approaching this gate, and Jimmy kind of motions, kind of standing next to you, and offers you his arm as he walks forward. And uh, uh, do a perception check for me there, Hilda. Okay. Perception. Perception. Well... Not very perceptive. I rolled a five plus one equals to six. So <laughs> you see the wooden palisade. You see, um, you see Jimmy walking forward, kind of keeping his hands at his side, uh, but a little bit out. So that, like, obviously unarmed. And he kind of just motions you to stay, stay put for just like a few seconds. And he walks forward and he calls out and he speaks in a kind of, uh, you don't understand uh, thieves' camp, do you? Not, not my, not one of my proficient languages. No problem. So, so if I can remember the gestures that Rook and Gex used to trade, <laughs> you know that he's doing something that's communicative, but it's not uh, super. Like you don't understand what he's saying. The nuances are lost on you. Uh, but he definitely walks ahead and uh, kind of makes a few gestures of some kind. And then he calls out in words that don't really make sense. Like, he's like, yeah, bread basket. Come on back in the... Uh, the thing? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Sorry. Wrong button. Apparently my hotkeys are set funny. Anyway, um, so he's he says some weird things and just waits. And there's this super awkward pause for a few minutes while it's just like, okay, I don't know what's happening. And then after a little while, Jimmy turns around and gives you a nod and, and kind of walks forward. And, uh, hmm. uh, and, and it seems like he seems, you read him more than you read the scenario. So he seems to be pleased uh, and seems confident. Now he often seems confident, uh, but he actually <laughs> seems a little bit, uh, your passive insight, like what's your insight skill? 
My passive insight is eleven. So you don't you get the idea that he's generally pleased with the with the moment and he seems fairly confident mm-hmm. and he kind of motions you forward to join him uh about fifteen feet from the palisade entrance and then he walks in through the gate and uh you see on either side of the gate these little platforms and there is a walkway across on the far side of the palisade and there's like 18 people there like nine on one side nine on the other all of them with brick and crossbows all of them aimed towards the entrance as you're walking through and about four of them are tracking you still as you walk through into this kind of open square area it's mud ground nothing is is uh permanent here um you see like ramshackle buildings you can see kind of the down towards the docks is off to your right and uh, uh, directly ahead is kind of a, a center square and a couple of buildings kind of marking the entrance to the town. And they're a good, like, 50 feet back. Um, and you see a ton of armed crossbow-wielding people just behind the wall, and you did not see them before. Yeah, not with, not with a six on that no. perception. <laughs> not so much with a six. Uh, so... I mean, the the good news is that uh, they haven't fired. So I'm assuming whatever exchange happened between Jimmy and um, was a good exchange. Um, that so went surprisingly I... well. <laughs> he whispers to you. <laughs> and so I, I turn. Well, the, yeah, I can see that. Thank you. Um... And I whispered to Jimmy, so will they let the rest of our crew in as well? Because they're right there behind us. Jimmy kind of gives a shrug and he's like, it's probably fine. Um, tell you what, I'm going to send you along. Uh, there's a there's a tavern ahead. It, it uh, Internet, if you were there and you want to share. Hold on, this is Todd for a second. Internet, if you want to give us a name for the tavern, I don't had yet have a name, but we'll just call it the tavern. So if you want, you can type it into chat and we'll use your name. Um, so it's Jimmy either really like, vulgar or really subtle. One of those two. Yeah. Nothing in between. Nothing like a pig's ear. Like we want like <laughs> we want to swing for the extremes. It's either really nice or really awful. Salty clan. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, the Sailor's Clan, maybe. Rusty Bucket. (laughs) Oh. Hard Rock. (laughs) These are are good in chat. Internet, if you want to chime in, you do get slight priority over my players, no offense. Uh, But absolutely. You got to write these down because you're going to be making like at least another three taverns in this game alone. All right. We're going to pause. I know you. And we're going to read some of these names that are coming in. You guys were just fucking waiting. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, All right. We got the Rusty Bucket. We got the Tavern. We've got the Hard Rock Cove. We got the Sailor's Rusty Clam. Oh, my God. We've got the Salty Clam. Oh, my God. Uh, And, of course, Internet, if you want to jump on the chat, we will take your names for our taverns. Thank you so much. I, The Bounty is plentiful thank you so much all right so you want uh jimmy looks at you uh hilda and says so i'm gonna make sure that the rest uh make it through safely and uh you go on over to the tavern 
and uh, we'll meet you there. Oh, um, one last tip. Um, this is mostly smugglers, but there's some pirates, so try not to piss people off too much. Good luck to you. Okay. <laughs> and you are charming. You won't need to worry. I'm. I'm kind of worried more about that that Gexfell fella. <laughs> he means well, but then there's a proclivity for. Yeah, there's something about him that's just not very trustworthy. <laughs> all right. Um, I, not all right. That in that I agree that Gex is untrustworthy because obviously I've entered with him. But I just said, all right, okay. So that's the plan. You get the rest of our crew in. And I'll see if I can grab us a table at this tavern. Yeah, we're going to need a and... table for like nine. <laughs> It'll be a huge dining table, hopefully. And Ken, we have our, our uh, the emperor with us. Oh, yeah. Les Lesrin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Ambassador not. Go place right, a reservation. Okay. See, see how long it'll take for the table to open up. <laughs> And uh, you oh. know what? Wait, let me think. At that tavern, you know what? At the tavern, you can use my name. That'll be okay. Okay, I was gonna ask about that too. Yeah. All right. I'll see you in a bit. Right. So Jimmy sends you on your way, and uh, he turns around and heads back towards the entrance and kind of just posts up just outside, uh, just kind of waiting for the rest, the next group. So who's the next pair that approach? Uh, Sheena, you wanna go yeah, ahead Sheena and head and in? Sheena and Let's go. All right. Let's go. So, Sheena, Isold, you approach the same Palisade entrance. Uh, go ahead and do either a perception check or a persuasion check or a deception check or an intimidation check. However, you want to approach this. Uh, go take it away. I'm going with perception. As did I. Both, hey, look at us. You both hit 20, uh, uh, Sheena with the 21. Um, so as you approach, you get that slight... Maybe you're not as new as you thought, Isold. Um, you know when you're being watched, and you get this little feeling in the back of your neck. You're just like, ah, uh, there are eyes on me right now. And you look out, and you see this wooden palisade with the with the spike tops. And then you see these tiny little gaps in between the logs. And sticking out between the gaps, you can just, your half-elf eyes can make out the, 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 the glints of over a dozen crossbow bolts aimed your way. You can see a few of them have poked up just between the, the kind of triangle peaks of the, uh, the conical peaks of the, uh, I'm sorry, sorry, math. Gotta get this right. Uh, conical peaks of the sharpened logs. But there are definitely at least a dozen crossbows cr trained on you right now as you are approaching. Uh, you also see this, Ashina. Uh, and you also get the impression that the wrong move at this moment would definitely pepper you with a ton of crossbow bolts. I'm going to make myself try to seem as small as possible. Going for the no threat look. All right. 
Ashina, what's your I mean, approach? I am only 5'1", so... Oh, you're itty. You're like half-elf, half-half. Very half. itty-bitty. You're half-elf, half-halfling. Half-elf, half-dwarf. Well, right, knowing that the baby dragon fell down further into my breastplate... I think, actually, by now, you could have scooped him up a little. Back up. Yeah. Brought it back up. Okay, I'm just going to lay my hand across my chest like, like so and just walk in casually. All right. So you, uh, I'm going to need one or both of you to do a uh, persuasion check. And you do it with advantage as Jimmy does call up. You hear Jimmy's voice from within. Eh, not shop like a stick, yep. Persuasion. You want to do this or do you want me to? I got a plus four. Yeah, you. That's not bad. Yeah, mm. that didn't work so well. That's bad. Um, as a quick point, I don't know how much we want to use. You have advantage, though. Have advantage, though. Okay. Okay, yeah. That's better. There you From go. From a 7 to 23. a 23. That that was a good use of, of advantage. So they were, you. you hear the creak of the crossbows as they're, like, raising, and leather as they're raising up to, like, shoot you in the face. But then Jimmy calls out with that, and, and then you hear the creak of them all kind of, Relax a little bit as you walk in through the palisade doors, uh, door and and you see Jimmy there gives a nod and he also sends you on towards the tavern. Okay, who's our next pair? All going next go. with Lesserin. All right, so I'm gonna get you to do a pers- uh, well. What's your passive perception? Uh, 12 12 so you don't see you don't see um but you do see the wall coming up you don't see the, so the crossbows would i know anything about like the nature of the settlement maybe that jimmy's let on like is there like a clear leader here or is there kind of like just like a like a do you have a criminal background <laughs> pardon do you have any kind of ties to criminality uh, uh Probably this is, not. This is most of my experience would be in my uh my, my dwarven hall. Yeah, so you came here by the official port, which is on the other side of the island, uh, which unfortunately these people burned that there bridge, and so they are now resorting to uh the underworld, and Jimmy is your inn. So unfortunately, without a criminal background of some kind, uh, or possibly something in your backstory like a maybe a third cousin who you know, went the wrong side of the law, but unfortunately, uh, this is a fairly quiet, secretive place, and uh, it is not well publicized. So you're kind so, of honestly shocked that there is a small settlement here. Yeah, I asked because, like, uh, if while I was waiting for everybody, I might have, I probably would have used my stone shape to, like, maybe make some gifts or something that I could give to, like, uh, leaders of the settlement. Absolutely. Like, some little, like, stone boxes they could keep their thieves' tools in or something, just as, like, a sign of, you know, sure, I, little, I come in little peace. storage boxes or, like, a little thing, statue that opens up, and there's a smaller statue within it that opens up, and a smaller yeah, yeah, statue yeah, within it that, that opens up. Um, yeah, so, like a little set of Matryoshka dolls. You, like I'm just that. gonna say you've always got that on you. That's how you spend your time. You're just like constantly shaping stuff and making stuff. Uh, so you have that for sure. Lovely. Nice. Um, so you go in, you walk past, bold, bold as brass, past this entrance. 
I'm going to need you and on Lestrin's half. Uh, he's going to help you, and less and uh, Jimmy's going to help you as well. So you do get advantage on this. I'm going to ask you to pick uh, one of the social skills. You can do persuasion. You can do intimidation. You can do uh, deception. Whichever one you prefer. I think I'm going to go for persuasion. That makes sense. You're not trying to trick anybody into letting you in. You're just walking up. So I got a 14. Yeah, and I, I just come, you know, with, with our, our gifts out, you know. it's uh, we, uh, We're we just travelers on the road uh, seeking, seeking refuge. Um, uh, our, our friend has uh, told us that she might be able to offer assistance. Shut up, man. You're going to get us fucking killed. Says Jimmy. Dude! I didn't mention anybody's name. Play it cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's good. Both of them are. And there's a really awkward pause for a moment, and then they're just, you hear the crossbows uncock, and they walk on through. But one of these guys, right near the edge, kind of looks over and is, you, you spot him. You're, you passive picked up that one of these kind of assassin types on the wall is kind of eyeballing you. And he's like, hey, uh, you said you had like a, you said you had like a stone? For you, my friend, of course. And I, and I hand him one of my little, little stone boxes that he can keep his thieves tools in. Oh, this is beautiful. Thank you. It's got nice little compartments for each one of them so they don't have to touch each other. Oh, <laughs> this is great. I'll give this. Oh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, my, my, my name is. My, my name is Tho. I'm, I'm Balin Tho. Nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah. And then a bunch of the other. Thank you for uh, your, uh, your hospitality. A bunch of the other thieves up on the wall are like, dude, what are you. Just, you were gonna kill him. Anyway, so you get past the gate, and uh, Jimmy's like, "All right, keep walking until you get to the inn, and then look for Hilda. Okay, look, look for Hilda. Okay, that's all I need." <laughs> sorry, apparently I, I use my message spell to respond, so no one knows I'm talking to him. It's like I'm sorry, man. I'm not the most subtle dwarf out here, you know. <laughs> Cunning is not my strong suit. What? Fresh out of the. What um, the hell? Basically, he's not clearly not used to the magic of the message spell, and it takes him a few seconds to realize it was you whispering just inside. Hello, this is Dungeons and Dragons and Jazz. Uh, as you whisper in his ear, uh, and then it, he kind of plays it cool there for a second, and then sends you on towards the tavern. All right, who's up next? So it'd be being empty. All yep. right. You guys right. approach yeah. perception and one of your choice of how you hope to get through this. How do you approach this gate? Uh, Imagine empty hasn't super like picked up on like how tense everything is. She's just kind of like, oh, I'm looking forward to getting into town. Really beat. It's been a long day, you know, just like kind of like finally sort of stress has built. And now she's just kind of casually talking in a way that she wasn't before. He was, like, kind of quiet earlier, but now she's like, okay. 
I can relax now kind of a thing. And it's, it's, maybe it's been a few minutes. Not the best tact, but also maybe that's fine because, you know, casualness might be good. Who knows? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And Talithar, what's your approach? Um, I guess Talithar, he's just going to march up and kind of like go up to the gate and, and just yell up. I've had a bad night. You definitely look the most military of all of these people. So, um, like, like fucking purple worms and shit. Oh. I need a beer. And then, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to get you both. Uh, what's your passive perceptions? Uh, 14 for me. 19. 19. Oh, empty. You pick up, even though you're being casual, you like, you, you don't have an emotional tie to it because you're you're feeling kind of relaxed, but you definitely clock that there are like empty is exactly weird in that like assassins right looking at you like empty is weird in that like I described her as sort of like not picking up on the tone. She like subconsciously picks up on tone and stuff, even though she hasn't like actively picked up. Does that make sense? No, it like, totally does. It's like you see it. It's just you one of those definitely like, I don't, see it. I, I feel but like I don't... haven't figured this out. Yeah. And then if anyone was like, "How many were there?" It's like, "Oh yeah, there was there was there was nineteen. Yeah, yeah there's eighteen. Um, well, actually, I think my halitosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, my my passive fifteen. Sorry. All right. So you do clock that there are obvious crossbow people watching you, uh, Talithar. I just you don't pick care. up that there's probably like five of them, and and five. empty. You you clock all eighteen exactly, and one commander <laughs> who's busy smoking a pipe. Halifer does not care. <laughs> all right, so what do you want to roll as you approach this gate? It's got to be some something kind of social. So uh, persuasion, uh, intimidation, a little bit of a little bit of intimidation. All right. What about you, Empty? Um, I mean, it sounds like Talithar's kind of stepped ahead, so I'm not sure if. Anything oh, I do is you even could really grant advantage. Be on the radar right now. You could just you could do the aid. Yeah, I think that seems appropriate. I don't know exactly if like my sort of like oh okay like helps or not, but <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like I'm not like trying to crazy intimidate them, but I'm trying right. to be. You know, it's like walking down the hall with a clipboard. You you intend right. to go there. It's you're yes, doing it exactly. on purpose. Yeah, I did yes. drink all the time. All right. So if I get advantage, I will roll. Yep, go for it. First one is a bad roll. <laughs> Ooh, 12. Oh, 14. 14. All right, uh, and Jimmy's uh. like, the moon is high at midnight. The moon, the moon is... is high at midnight. The moon is high at midnight. <laughs> uh, and uh, Talithar, um, five crossbow bolts hit the dirt just in front of you as you start marching forward. Uh, do you keep going, or do you want to stop? What? <laughs> so, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop and look at the crossbow boats and, and look back up. What? I said I want a beer. Your kind's not welcome here. They seem the people up on the gate seem to have picked up on your uniform-like appearance. And what kind is that? Uh, another one calls out. Is like, yeah, you uh, he's a crap. Guards and soldiers, you've been giving us a hard time forever. Your kind's I'm not, not a guard here. 
I'm not a guard nor a soldier. Um, can we just come in and talk about it in there? It's been a, a long day. Or night? What time is it? I'll just say this. I'm a sword for hire. <laughs> a sword for hire. I'll believe that when my grandmother lays a dragon egg. <laughs> can I try to persuade? Empty, go ahead. 16. Not 16? any better, really. That's a little not, better. Not terrible. A little, a little bit better. A little better. Sometimes 15 is the break point, so fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you like don't have a problem with not. you and the... You like you're not even armored. But the guy in the plate mail? Hell no. What are you doing here? I'm here being paid take cargo back. Ah. Bernard's on the far side. We won't oh, shoot you, but you go back. Sorry, that last bit just cut out. No problem. Sorry. They're basically like, go to Bernard. Don't come here. If you want official cargo. Oh, that was the other town. Got it. I was like, yeah, I thought it was some guy named Bernard. Okay, no, I'm, I'm on board. I'm not welcome. <laughs> I'm not welcoming Bernard. Oh, that'd be nice. What'd you do? Disobey orders. Got into a little bit of a fight with the Rio guards there. Huh. By the way, the the person speaking is Real like guards. clearly the commander but also one of the youngest of the group they're only like 17 16 something like that you can see their head poking up just over the side it's like yeah i know all you lawful types you wouldn't know what to do if anybody tried to hire you to do anything awful you know i'll tell you what i'll tell you what you want to come in here you prove that you're willing to break the law a little bit And he's just looking back and forth. Cut out. What did he say? Sorry. Oh, break sorry. He law. says you got to prove that you're willing to break the law a little bit. It's a smidgen. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You will have a wager. All right. You versus one of my guys. Not to the death. But, uh,. They're like, I like your sword. You wager your sword. You win. You get what you want. You lose. I keep your sword. Done. All right. So he motions, uh, this like 16 year old kid motions to somebody who comes clamoring down the ladder and you hear them come down. The thump, thump. And they get mm -hmm. to the ground. They come spinning past Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, uh, come on, guys. This, this isn't necessary. They're with me. And then this guy keeps walking past Jimmy. And, and it's this pretty bruiser-looking dude uh, with just regular-looking uh, uh, leather armor as he comes running forward. Uh, this big dude. And he puts this crossbow down. And he cracks his knuckles. And he goes running at Talithar. And he wants to fight Talithar uh, to prove how, how like, messed up he is so are you there gordon i 
Yeah, yeah, I just had to turn off the camera. Yeah, no just worries, no worries. So, um, so the guy comes charging forward. Uh, go ahead and roll initiative. Uh, empty. Uh, you can also roll initiative. Uh, I think I'm just watching in. for now. Fair enough, but if I guess I'll, wanna... I'll roll just so I'm in in yeah. turn order. Yeah, yeah, in case I want to jump in. Okay, uh, I'm gonna roll. Do it. Appropriate. <laughs> To go and roll another 19. Fight. Oh, hold on. No, I rolled uh, a three. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, so that also happened. That's <laughs> just not what I was reacting to. All right. Talithar is at 19. Empty's at three. Let me just uh, grab my dice here. I'm not going to do it on the thing. There we go. Okay. Talithar, uh, you get the drop on the thug guy. He comes running up. Are you going to sword him? Are you going to go hand to hand? He appears to be unarmed at the moment. Just a big old thug. He's unarmed. He appears to be unarmed. But he's rust. But we're allowed to use weapons. This isn't like an unarmed combat. Take it as you will. He runs at you unarmed, uh, apparently. Uh, both his big meaty hands clicking together, kind of, uh, you know, stubbly, short cropped hair. A uh, bit of jowl on him. He's probably like a good, you know, 250 pounds. Uh, wearing like a leather armor. Comes running forward. And he's like cracks his knuckles. Cracks his neck. Goes walking up to you. It's your turn. Though. Okay. What do you want to do? Uh, okay. I'm going to cast. Um, And so like the challenge, is it just to knock out? Yeah. Non-lethal. Non-lethal? That's the impression okay. you were given. Okay, I'm going to cast um, Wrathful Smite, bonus action on my sword. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit him with the blunt side, though. Like, I'm not going to... Alright, so he lethal. comes running up. You already had your... You whip your sword out and thwack him. Go ahead and make your roll. Okay. Uh... Uh, first attack is a 16. 16 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, okay. Just barely. And just barely. So then that is uh, 1d8 plus 7 plus the Rassel Swipe. Ooh, not a very high roll. Um, but I think I get a little bit more damage on the Wrathful Smite. Yeah, an extra d6. Nine, and he has to do a wisdom. I know. At least just on damage. Um, He has to do a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save. Ooh. He looks at you and grins, and he's got, like, he's missing a few teeth, and others are discolored and, like, askew. But he looks like he's real happy to be here, and it does not look like he's in any way afraid of you with Wrathful. All right. He rolled an 18. Okay. Okay, second attack. <laughs> Go ahead, make your second attack. 18. Ooh, 18 hits as you slap Ooh. him with the other side of the blade. Uh, and I am going to... No, I'll just do that. 14 damage. Oof. So he's taken... You just spin her out um, with the hilt. 
right to the face. And uh, now his nose is badly broken, trickling blood, and that same <laughs> stupid impression on his face, like... <laughs> uh, and he starts to chortle uh, and uh, bleed heavily from, the, like, blowing bubbles of blood out at you. And uh, that is your turn. Thank you. He, he definitely took some hits. All right. Coming up next, it's his turn. So he decides to take a few swings at you. First swing is going to come in at 15. Yes. This one, you just easily duck out of the way. Uh, do a perception check for me. Okay. Ooh. Not one, so no. <laughs> you don't notice not anything. Kidding. You're just, you're just, I'm just like, eh, it's done. Empty, you hear this, but Talithar does not. As Jimmy's like, let the thug win. And Talithar, you're just like, yeah. And the the big guy just comes up, big old meaty hawk right in the face, nat 20. Uh, so you're Ooh. going to take, and it, it's, they definitely have some heft of them, so they're throwing more than just the base. So that's going to be six points of bludgeoning damage as it clocks you in the helm and drives the helm straight into your nose. You might actually have a bit of a bloody nose at this point. That was a pretty solid solid oh sorry actually three extra on top so that's a total of nine points of bludgeoning damage so i doubled the dice and then this uh so that was second attack uh first one just missed okay um it is now empty's turn what do you want to do empty just watch yeah this actually works um so i think i've sort of like backed up almost like like, there's like a wall right like the power stage you said so like i've like backed up against it basically and watching this um, but then I hear what Jimmy Jimmy's said, right next to you, basically. Or pretty it's close. like it's dark. It's dark. I mean, probably yeah. from the angle, I'm probably hard to see. As like the fight like kicks up, there's almost this like instinctual like that fighting spirit we have seen previously almost like jumps out of her, even though she wasn't like wanting to do that. This time, it's just the crisscrossing branches across her face. The arms don't manifest. Sure. And we hear um, Wisdom's voice, if you will, as opposed to Empty's voice. Um, but only Talithar can hear what she is saying. All right. And she repeats what what Jimmy said. Just let him win. They're never going to let you win otherwise. Um, and that is the... Visage of the Astral Self, one of its abilities is that you may... Previously, you heard me shout using it, but it can also be used to direct your your speech so only one person can hear. Nice. All right. So you definitely hear that this time, Talithar, and and it kind of takes in the middle of all that. All right, top of the order. Talithar, it is your turn. What do you want to do? So how close am I to the, the gates, like the palisade and all that? You're probably about 15 feet away, um, and uh, okay. Empty Wisdom and Jimmy are with. They're just <laughs> at the gate, and then just past it is is uh, uh, yeah, probably only about 15 feet away. Okay, um, I am going to. <clears throat> Oh, 
I am going to uh, cast my use my last first level slot, Wrathful Smite, and do it again. All right. So go ahead uh, and make your attack roll. Uh, first one's 20. Ooh, that's a hit. So he takes 11 damage, do a wisdom save. All right. 16. This time we Ooh. take the fighting outside the tavern. We started before. Yeah, exactly. It's pre. It's a. Yeah. It's like pre-drinking. It's pre-fighting. <laughs> you got your travelers. All right. So, uh, unfortunate. Uh, so, unfortunately for him, he definitely takes the damage on that, uh, which I believe comes in at eleven points of damage. Ooh, that is a solid thwacking. Um, and you can hear some. You hear those kind of mumbles coming from on the far side of the gate as they're just like. Ooh, that's gonna hurt. And, and and they're all just kind of those of you who are close, like empty, can see them shaking their heads and be like, "Yeah, the band is beating him down, man." Um, and like, uh, the big guys just Ooh, just blood like and you wonder why out. you're not welcome in Brandon or what, where was it, Brandon? Whatever, Bernard. And did he, did he Bernard. make his save? Uh, he did. He failed his save. Ah, okay, cool. Uh, second attack. Yep, go for it. Well, that's resolving. How far away are, like... I know we're sort of coming into it at a time. Like, what is the lead distance on that? Like, how far away is everyone else? Uh, everybody else is... Could I see Gex from where I am, for example? I, let's say you can see Gex starting to roll up now, yeah. And he takes another 12 damage. Ooh. That... Oh, they are taking a solid... Oh, he looks rough. The next shot just rocks him. You clip him with the the bottom of the hilt, like the pommel, just bang right up beside the head, and the big guy's just like, <laughs> he's still to his credit standing, uh, but he is looking pretty like re really teetering at this point, um, and you can uh, let's hear let's see you do another perception check to see what you pick up. Okay. Twenty-four this time. This time you can hear Jimmy through gritted teeth being like, "Let the big guy save face." Let him save face, Jimmy says. Okay. You, but I'm not you, gonna. You heard him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. We know. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that tracks. That tracks. All right, so coming up next, uh, that was your second shot? Yep. His okay. turn. It's his turn. So he's just wobbling, like waving back and forth, ready to fall over. And, uh, um, okay, two things happen. He just, like, barely seeing straight, takes the laziest swing, rolls a one, and, like, practically falls over. And everyone on the wall is like, as he as he starts to climb, like slowly pick up his elbows to like pick himself back up again after his first swing, and um, and then something happens. The next thing, first of all, there's a very very fast flick of Jimmy wanting to take a step forward, um, and you feel something just whoop, whip past your face, 
it's your helm, so it's just like doesn't actually make contact. And then the the big guy must have been a feint because he came down, and he's like, uh, natural one. The next shot, natural twenty, just right. Roll that at disadvantage. Right. Oh no, he didn't. So I will roll again. We'll see. All right. Does eighteen hit your AC? No. No. Freaking plate mail. Bing! Right in the cod piece. But you do have a cod piece. And so it's just like, now the force of that lifts you a bit off your feet just for a second. Like, but it doesn't actually, it doesn't hit the family jewels. But it does have enough force to lift you slightly. But it doesn't do damage. Um, What do you want to do with this? I'm going to, just hearing Jimmy, I'm going to kind of play into it that it it didn't hurt me, but I'm going to act like it kind of did hurt me a bit. Okay. And Go wobble and a roll, bit. Roll deception. Okay. Nineteen. 19. Nice. <clears throat> so everybody sees this guy go down and then wind up. And you can even, like, in retrospect, empty, you hear the, the leader person be like, Oh, watch this. He's going to get him. He's going to get him. And then they'll wind up and then whoo, right in the cod piece. And he lifts him a good foot off the ground. And the paladin just, like, goes, ooh, oh. And the whole crowd just cheers as the paladin kind of pretends to limp it off um, and, and plays it up. And the whole crowd's like, oh, yeah, good one. And uh, and and uh, they're just they're all laughing and cheering that they got got this guy in plate mail and the nads and be like, yeah, yeah. And the big guy like gets to his feet. His eyes are still freaking crossed. He's that rung like he's so close to drop. Um, and then everybody's so cheering him on and he like raises his hands like he just won a boxing match. And Jimmy runs out and grabs the guy's hand and, and holds it up and grabs your hand and also holds it up. And the whole crowd is just like, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Good job, good job. And like, wow, that sounded really robotic. Sorry, Darcy. <laughs> Darcy hates it. And the whole crowd just kind of uh, just kind of cheering him on and like playing it up. And Jimmy leans in and, and really directs the crowd to celebrate this moment and plays it up and like Jimmy pulls on your cloak and stuff and uh and and they all kind of have a good chuckle and after a little while the, the leader guy kind of approaches the side and this 15 16 year old kid it's like leans down looks towards you be like all right so you uh you can come on in but uh I'm gonna need your sword you going to give it to him? Nope. I'm going to say uh, he didn't beat me. It was a good fight, but I didn't lose. And Jimmy pipes up. He's like, yeah, I mean, come on. Let's call that a draw, right? We got to chuckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And uh, after a few seconds, uh, go ahead and roll persuasion with advantage. Okay. Admirable. How'd that come up as? 
Oh, nice. I see it now. It, I heard the sound. Oh, because of advantage. Because of advantage, 26. Ooh. And the guy kind of pauses and looks at you. He's like, All right, sure. You go put some ice on your balls. And then sends you on towards the tavern. And Jimmy's like, escorts you closer to the tavern as Gex kind of comes walking up. Uh, Gex, go ahead and do a, uh, a perception check for me. And who's with Gex? Right, Elias, you can also do a perception. Uh, quickly before that, because I went last to cast Clairvoyance. Nice. To see if anyone was following us. So did anyone show up in that time or Actually, just staring yes. at the trees? So the first thing you notice is the, the wall of thorns and trees and, and just brambles, all kinds of just green nonsense has now appeared at the at the entrance to where the cliff face kind of separates going down on the path you were versus kind of climbing up away from the coast and when you concentrate on that spot and it appears as the shimmering image before you um you can see after a long while you see this white big bird almost practically glowing in the dark, come and land on a nearby branch. And it kind of looks around, and then it kind of circles up and around and over there. And then a good, like, five, ten minutes later, you see um, somebody approach. They're wearing leathers, uh, blue basic leathers with, uh, you know, brown etchings, and a cloak pulled up over their head as they approach. Uh, And they're kind of scouting out the way. And you can see they've got a short bow and they're looking around and they they don't see a clear path and they, they kind of look around and after a while they end up uh, rolling a two on their tracking ability and they end up following along the like away from the coast, the path you did not take because it just looks so overgrown. There's no possible way there's any way through there. And so they, they go off that way and... Uh, if you stay longer, um, you see another two people come by. And they look a little bit rough, like they've, they've been traveling overnight. Um, they look like they're pretty dirty. That One of them has like a nasty scratch on their face. It's got some dried blood. But they also follow this scout. And you hear a... This way. Um, kind of over there. And they, they are very clearly now taking the wrong path. Do I recognize them from the bar? They look like the guards. You don't recognize these three in particular, but you do recognize they are definitely the um, uh, the mage tower, uh, the former crew of the Balthasar, who have such a beef against the strange acquaintance crew that you're <laughs> currently part of. Um, okay. You're you're about to turn and leave, um, and then you notice something else but this is as you are now walking because gex has said it's now time to go so you're now approaching the gate and and you're kind of letting gex guide you uh as you are now seeing this vision clouding over most of what's in front of you you're kind of you're you can perceive but it's a disadvantage um gex as you approach this how'd you do on your perception we're gonna jump back to elias in just one second yeah 13 on the perception Okay, so again, you don't pick up the idea that there's a big guard at this gate. 
Uh, and you see Empty standing there at the entrance, because I don't believe Empty went with the other two, did you? Did they... Did Jimmy escorted I mean, Talithar through, and you went through the gate, but you're on the far side. You can choose to go with Talithar and Jimmy, who Jimmy is taking Talithar to the bar. Right, I didn't realize that we'd moved on. I probably would, but as I see Gex approach... Yeah. Um... Because I thought that we were still sort of out front and he was approaching before we had time to leave. I was going to say something like, situation has resolved, you know, no need to break form or something. But it maybe that doesn't matter. You can wait till you get it within sure speaking, the, uh, speaking range, sure. Well, I'd be using this, like, magic. Oh, right. Thing. Yeah, go ahead. Mask. So you It, it does have a range of 60 feet, so there is a range requirement. But it's not like I need to, like, whisper or anything. I can do that but nice. it sounds like if, if, if we're moving on before gex is getting close enough for it to like break the whole hey we're trying to come in <laughs> staggered then i don't think i'll bother i'll just we'll, we'll sort of see a last look at empty wisdom with the uh the mask on um the astral mask and just sort of i don't know exactly what they look like but they have that air of like Pop is rolling their eyes like, what is the situation that's beneath me? And then the mask like fades away into the astral and she kind of like steadies herself as if she had like vertigo suddenly and then sees them going, goes, oh, and we're going in and rushes nice. after. So Gex, you see Empty Wisdom walking on through the gate. Uh, how do you want to approach this scenario? How do you want to play this? Uh, now, Gex, I will say this. Do you under the understand Thieves Can't? Very well. All right, so as you approach, Blue you hand. see the telltale scratch marks on the posts. Three lines, a triangle, four lines. You, you can read the room. Even without words, you can see the sign for stop and declare yourself. Mm. Um, this is guild territory. Right. Okay, so um, I'll I'll look around for who it uh, who it appears I should declare myself to. Sure, you don't see very many of the people, but you can see there's this kind of youngish kid, like 16 years old. There's a couple others. You see like two people with crossbows, kind of aimed in your direction, uh, with your kind of piss poor perception. But you do see this one kid, and he kind of turns to you as though he was just finishing a conversation. Uh, sees off the others and turns back and sees you and you see his hand flash a quick thieves cant of um, identify yourself yeah what ho squiffy top hole belly jerry betty harpers i am gex techford what's your damage for well it's perfectly ordinary squiffy belly jerry I, I pranged my knife right into the How's Your Father, the Harry Blighter, Dickie Birded, feathered back on his Sammy, took a waspy, flipped over the Betty Harpers, and caught his can in the birdie. Uh, you know. Yeah, but did you sheath your knife in the butter? Well, uh, yeah. Well, Bally Jerry, of course, rides his kite near How's Your Father with the Halley Blighter, Dickie Birding. Uh, when you feather back on your Sammy and take a waspy, you need to flip over on your Betty Harpers and catch you in the birdie. All right, get the fuck in here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He's just like, you're in. 
and it's a good thing that Gex did most of the talking there, because Elias, he just kind of pulls you along with him as you kind of stumble in towards uh, the Smuggler's Cove. You all enter in. You all ush your way into the tavern. Now, Elias, you're keeping that kind of open window of your clairvoyance going in the corner of your vision as you see you're approaching this ramshackle tavern. Uh, there's music playing. It seems like a pretty fun atmosphere, a little bit ruckus, but it's definitely kind of lively. Um, there's actually a half-decent bard playing in there. Everybody's kind of getting this good vibe as you walk in. There's it's it's probably the biggest building in the whole place, other than some of the warehouses. And you can see you, you know you see these wonderful, interesting tables, and there's like two different bars. There's a band playing. Like there's a halfling just busy freaking rocking it out on a lute in the far corner, and um and backed by some some like hand drum type situation and a um some a throat singer like a half orc throat singer going in the background doing all those rhythms and uh it's just gelling this whole place is pretty packed with like imagine extras from pirates of the caribbean like it is the whole place is just jamming and and rum soaked and like the place is a real good vibe but with a bit of an edge to it and you all manage to kind of get in there, and Jimmy steers you over. Uh, Hilda has somehow managed... Actually, let's see. Hilda, I'm going to need you to roll Deception, Perception... Uh, sorry, Deception, or Persuasion, or Intimidation. Your choice. We'll see how where you're seated. These are the important roles when it comes to D&D. <laughs> yeah, these... Oh, my goodness. we got to establish the, like, exact Ooh. shot are you of by the happens. kitchen? Are you, like... At the front. All right, so so I have entered into roll the for tower. last minute reservation is what I'm <laughs> roll for last minute reservation. So I roll up into the tavern first. You know, pretty kind of unsure of myself. I don't usually roll with the pirate crew. Mind um, you, you've been sailing, so you actually pick up on a lot it? of like. Yeah. You, there's a, a few. Salt. There's a little salt. <laughs> And and I, I'm gonna have to say this is definitely the rusty salted clam. This is the rusty salted clam. So with a fourteen, I walk up to the bar under. All right. And just inquire. You kind of elbow your way through. It's pretty packed. The bartender kind of looks. Uh, look. Oh, you wait, whoa. A table for. And my crew, they are coming in shortly after me. Uh, of course, we're about lady. to live. We'll get the maitre d' right on it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, un undeterred, I, I I say, look, I, I I see there's a few tables, you know, in the back. We don't need to have front row seats. You can put those together. And he looks down at you and he's like, Yeah, right. Just don't go there if shit you can't pay for, yeah? Will do, sir. We'll do. All right. And so you go towards the back. You start, like, scavenging, like, two and four together to start making a, a bunch. And then as the, as the party kind of trickles in, um, more and more people try to sit at your table and you try to shoo them away. And eventually... Uh, Lesterin walks in and just literally picks up some salty old pirate, moves him to a different spot, 
and he's so blasted drunk he doesn't even notice just go and <laughs> <laughs> um, so the whole group kind of eventually gets their gex and elias are the last ones in as you go walking towards they kind of wave you down you sit at this inn uh you arrange rooms so you can stay um jimmy comes back is he says he's got you three rooms if you don't mind bunking together uh and elias is still kind of doing the heads up thing uh what does everybody want to do while they're here at an inn instead of getting a drink nice drink and sleep and and drink about that room and sing rooms Right. I want to listen to the band. What what kind of instruments are they playing? Oh, there's there's like a hand drum, a lute. There's a like a pseudo kind of acoustic bass, which the guys like also augmenting by kicking what is essentially a basically an empty bucket as a bass drum. Uh, and then uh, and then there's this halfling on lute who's actually standing on an empty bucket, uh, height screaming his throat out. It's just a rocking place. The open rafters of the place. Uh, there's like some uh not fairy fire but kind of fairy light kind of magical wisp going around the stage providing an up light uh it's definitely an actual legit bard uh or a group of them it's a good vibe man uh i once saw a place at the key to bala uh what band was that i'll i'll try to think of it after but anyway it's a good freaking vibe and everybody's having a good old time talithar's tying one on and as Gex gets around and passes Elias a drink. The drink gets in your hand. And Elias, um, I need you to do a perception check for me. Twenty-five. So Elias, as you look into the cup, out of almost habit, you see the foam, the head on the cup. And there's a little face in the foam. And then you're just like, wait, what? It's you see your grandmother and you blink and you go back to that entrance to the path where the where the weeds and everything have overgrown it. And you see four more people approach that path and then begin to turn north uh, away from the way you went. They're moving inland. You, you feel like you're safe. And then for a second, you see that one of them is a short person covered in a hood. And then you see within the hood the, a familiar shape, a hunch in the back from years of age. You see kind of longish gray hair and you see uh, the face just peeking out of your grandmother hooded amongst these people who are tracking you. And for a second you're thrown off by this. And then one of the other two, one of the other three kind of shoves her roughly. Keep walking. And you recognize Hudik, Hudrik, as he gives your grandmother a little kick and shoves her along. If we can't find him, it'll be your ass. And that's where we cut the black? And uh, Elias, uh, in the midst of this party, what do you say? Uh, as that's going on, so he's like fully focused, and like he's just constantly like you see him like like every few seconds his eyes are closed and then they're open because he's like switching between like 
listening and hearing because he can't do both. Yeah. Um, and then immediately he's gonna just shout out like they have my grandma, and like kind of like slam the table. But like he's still like he's gripping the table hard to like kind of keep him grounded because he's still trying to pay attention to what's happening. Because the more information he can get, the better. But he's so you like see definitely that... trembling. So you you do that. You slam your drink down. It spills this most this drink that Gex just brought you. Uh, everybody else kind of turns and in the midst of this party scene, those who haven't gone off to bed kind of notice Elias say this and you're you're kind of less left kind of desperately trying to search for um, for any details that might give it away. And with a 25, most people would have missed it, but you can see your grandmother's hand making these little motions these little soothing kind of pats that she would use to do kind of along your your leg or your back when she was just kind of when you were a kid and she's just making those motions and as they turn north away and she's like yes yes of course of course and she kind of looks up at Hudrick and kind of flinches and then she looks directly at your scrying sensor locking eyes with you and she gives this little look at you as if to say I know you're there and she mouths some words and you're desperate to figure out what they are and she says um, you you see her mouth the words it's, it's some you wouldn't normally pick this up uh, you can't read lips right you don't have that thing I'm going to get you to do an no. intelligence check for me. See how well you can read her lips. As she just mouths this towards your sensor. God damn it. I'm a 20. <laughs> Alright, so you get a 9 total. You can't make out the exact things, but you catch part of a sentence. The rain will fall. Something, something, us all. And you're trying to place it. And then you remember, you know it's a quote from something, a book, one of your divination books, but like a an intro level that she had once shared with you. You don't remember exactly what it is. The rain will fall. For us all. Cut to black. And that includes our... Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I want to hear it. That's okay. He's he's starting to panic. And he's just like, they have my grandma. And he's like, almost hyperventilating. But he's also like, doesn't... He's torn. He doesn't know which which way to go. Because... Fate is telling him one thing, and then his family's the other way, so. All right. You all hear that? And you all may get a rest. What are you saying there, Dimily? None. Just... Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, that's it for now. We'll see what happens in two weeks. Uh, December 20th, I think, will be our next D&D &D game. 
and don't forget to stick around next week for those of you joining for Shadowrun uh, with Steve. Thanks very much, everybody. Uh, nice work. I wasn't sure where tonight was going to go with my mountains of prep. <laughs> that always the way. Uh, but thanks. We had some jump scares, falling off cliffs almost. That was fun. Um, <laughs> was a good session. Now, one thing I will ask is either you at the table or uh, you on the internet, we need a name for tonight's episode. Hmm. I'll let you think about that for a second. Did you say you had a second ad there, Steve, or is that we we got that earlier? Oh, I could read another ad. <laughs> what, All right, what, well, what ad do you? Well, we'll throw that in as a post-credit roll. But uh, anybody got some names? Names for tonight's episode? Logan uh, the Smuggler's Cove. I have boring names. They are not the <laughs> caliber that this show is used to. Yeah, I don't know if any of us can beat Steve. I mean, he's, he's a genius at this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget the ad, Steve. We need we need it's a just name. Just about consistent tone, you know, like. Someone say something. I would say something, and then have Steve translating into thieves can't. Yeah, don't say his name. Don't say his name. I do love fake thieves can't. It's so good. It pops to mind, you know, like a name uh, for the show. Cliffhanging clams, I think, is a good one. Cliff hanging clams. Cliffhanging clams. <laughs> cliff hanging. Yeah. Click hanging off grandma's cliff clam. What? Oh, no. Hanging off grandma. <laughs> clams on a cliff. Followed like, into the depths of the cove. Depths of the cove. Followed into the depths of the cove. That's pretty good. I like how how moody that is, but I also like mm -hmm. something about yeah. And, or, or it could be like I you know coming into the cove to oh. the depths of the clam or something like. <laughs> Followed into the clam of the clove. I don't know. We'll, we'll put, the clove's clamming up now. Arriving, Arriving at the clammy cove. Oh, it's clam chowder. Yeah. <laughs> Arriving in clam town. It sounds. Like it goes back. It goes back, back to Isolde's uh, soup soup fixation. Good soup. <laughs> I like that episode. Mm, stew baby. <laughs> I'm arriving in clam town. Arriving in clam cove. Followed to clam cove. That could work. That could work. I like that, Steve. All right, we'll figure it out. But thanks very much, Internet. Uh, and we'll see you next week for Steve's game. Unfortunately, I won't make it, but we will be re-hosting re it here. Uh, you can watch it on Twitch, uh, or you can go check it out on uh, Steve's channel, uh, which we will. I will throw up on the Instagram. So go just, I mean, literally, I'll just picture myself throwing up on, in, on the Instagram. Uh, if you like tonight's game, don't forget to click the buttons to follow, like, subscribe. And if you really want uh, to spread the word, but we really, really appreciate uh, spreading the word. Get it out there so that people can join us uh, either after the fact. And uh, I believe I believe it was Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania, thank you. We see you listening and thank you very much. Uh, so we'll, we'll see you next week. Well, not next week. We'll see you the week after. But check Hello, out. Hello, Pennsylvania. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Pennsylvania. 
Uh, but yes, wherever you are in the world, we hope you're having a good time. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And we will see you in a little while. December 20th for the next D&D. Cheers. And uh, parting words? Nope. Good night. <laughs> don't don't stick your fingers in the clam. Don't stick your cheese. fingers in the clam. <laughs> nice. I might use that as our towel. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I hope you have a good week, everybody. Buttons. Buttons are here. Party on, dudes. Be excellent. I like that a lot. <laughs>